0: Welcome into to uh, ECNZ Afternoons here. Sammy sitting in for Steph. Today and tomorrow, and then Steph is back. Uh, he's actually back on Tuesday for Anzac Day. and going to do a special Anzac Day show on Tuesday for you, Steph. Um, we will get someone in for Monday, I am sure. Uh, but I'm here for the next three hours through until three o'clock before we hand over to Ricardo and Phoenix Nation. Now, what's coming up on the show today? Hoping to talk a little bit of snooker, actually. The snooker world champs on at the Crucible, currently up in the UK. We're hoping to chat with uh, Dino Kane, the former Kiwi professional snooker player who, of course, made two quarterfinals at the Crucible in his time um, so hopefully if we can get Dean uh, get in touch with Dean we can have a chat uh, on some snooker which would be great um, TJ of course will join us after 2 o'clock we're going to talk super rugby um, we'll talk through uh, the Rico Iwani, uh four year deal with NZR we'll talk through daytime rugby and the game up in Apia that he was at on Friday and how good that was the atmosphere up in Samoa that's coming up after 2 o'clock uh, we will do our usual Fun stuff on a Thursday. Show me the money. A bit later on, we'll go back in the day, find out what's making news. And, of course, Who Am I, which we've been playing the last few days. We're going to play it again today. I'll give you clue number one at about 12.30. If you can get it on clue number one, if you get it first, you win yourself a $50 TAB bonus bet. Otherwise, if you just get it at some point throughout the show, you'll go into the draw to get a bonus bet. So... Um, Double eight, double three, when that time comes up. But for the first hour, as we always do, Midday Madness. Oh, and I'll just let you know it is still niddle between the uh, Bruins and the Florida Panthers. Keep you updated on that. Of course, it's the most important thing going on in the sporting world at the moment, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Bruins on the power play. I'll also bring you the NBA uh, updates too throughout the show. Uh, Midday Madness for the next hour. As we do on a Thursday, we run our sweepstake, okay? We run our sweepstake and we do our NRL one on a Thursday. We do our rugby one on a Friday. So what we need from you, is we need the largest winning margin across the weekend. Where's it going to be? Which game is it going to be in? And as our tiebreaker, a try scorer That's what we're doing. So our sweepstake for a Thursday, the NRL sweepstake, got the Panthers-Rabbitos this evening. Um, that is from, a course, Stadium. Um, and I mean, that one might be, that could be a blowout. That could be a blowout. Depends what you think, but anyway, 150 a eleven. Looking for the biggest margin and a try scorer anytime try scorer um, as a tiebreaker in the NRL across this weekend. They're going all the way through until Tuesday actually, so we might even have to wait until Tuesday before we give the prize out. We will uh, we'll get you a good prize as well for that one. So 0800-150-A11. That's what we're doing for Midday Madness. You can text on Um, I've got my notepad in front of me, so I'll take them down as they come through. 0800 150 811. It's Midday Madness.
1: Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockinest speed of madness. <sighs>
0: Okay, 800 150 Now I know what some of you are doing. You're hurriedly uh, Googling on your phone the NRL fixtures for this weekend. So I'll run them, uh, run through them for you just so you've got them all at the top of mind. Uh, rabbitohs Panthers tonight, that's from a course stadium. Eels-Broncos tomorrow night at 10 p.m. That is uh, in Darwin, TIO Stadium in Darwin. So not uh, at Combat Stadium for the Eels, but we've got the Eels-Broncos tomorrow night. Saturday, 7.30 game, we've got the Bulldogs-Sharks Uh, The late Saturday night game at 9.30, we have got the Cowboys Knights. uh, That is in Townsville. Uh, Sunday, 4 p.m. game, Dolphins, Titans. That's from Suncorp. Uh, Sunday, 6.05, we've got West Tigers, Sea Eagles. The Tigers um, playing uh, up in Campbelltown. Roosters, Dragons on Tuesday. uh, The ANZAC game uh, between the Roosters and the Dragons. That is from uh, Allianz in Sydney. And then, of course, the final game of the round is the Storm and the Warriors. On Tuesday evening, live here on SCNZ, that is from Amy Park in Melbourne. So those are the fixtures on this weekend. 0800 150 11 we want the biggest margin, and we want an anytime try score as a tiebreaker. You can text through on 8833, but of course the uh, the preference is given to the phone call. So let's go to the phones right off the bat. we got Donald calling in from Christchurch. G'day, Donald. Hey, Sam, how you doing, matey? Very well, mate. What have you got for me? Uh-
1: what games can we pick on? All of them or just one of them? No, the mate, you,
0: you, pick, you pick the biggest uh, margin across any of the games over the weekend. Who do you think's going to... Okay, who do you I'm going
1: to run with, I'm going to run with Melbourne then.
0: Oh, uh, Donald. <laughs> Donald.
2: Careful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens
1: year after year, mate. Uh, you can't go wrong. <laughs> are you going for the Warriors
0: or Melbourne in this case? I'm going to go for the Melbourne. Oh, Donald. I'm disappointed. So you think the Storm are going to have the biggest margin? Just Just throw a margin at me, Donald. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. And who's your who's your try scorer? Uh, oh,
1: pick a Mel- uh, Melbourne player for us. I'll tell you what. I read
0: I read a stat the other day that Xavier Coates has scored something like fourteen tries in his last ten games at a- Amy Park. So, do you want me to put you okay. down for Xavier Coates?
2: Yeah, that'll do me, mate.
0: There you go, Donald. You're in the you're in the mix, my friend. I hope you're not right. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sick of burning my Warriors
2: jerseys. Oh come on, <laughs> Donald, mate.
0: Keep the faith, man.
1: Keep the faith. Now,
0: appreciate you calling. There you go, Donald from Christchurch on eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We go to Zay next in Auckland, Zay.
1: Um, good afternoon, Sammy. <clears throat> so who have we got? Sorry, other than the Warriors, Storm, and um, Panthers, Rabbitohs. What are the other games?
0: Got Eels, Broncos. Bulldogs-Sharks, yep. Cowboys-Knights, Dolphins-Titans, Tigers-Seagulls, Roosters-Dragons.
1: Okay. Um, I'll go Bulldogs-Sharks because the Bulldogs look, look absolutely disgusting last week. Yep. Um, they got a lot of troops out. And I'll go Ronaldo-Muatalo for okay. the Sharks.
0: Yep, Mulatalo. I and like I'll
1: that. Go, I'll go Sharks by 30.
0: Thirty geez, Zane. Zane, I'll tell you what, um I agree with you. I think the Bulldog's are looking woeful, well lots of injuries. Sharks are gonna go very, very well. I was just on the TAB before. Um they don't actually they they think it's I'm not gonna say they're gonna think it they think it's close, but I think the point starts only twelve and a half, Zane, which surprised me. I, I thought uh yeah the sharks with their attack would be would be well well over that, but uh, twelve and is what the T A B think.
1: But that, that must be near one of the biggest this weekend though, yeah.
0: Uh, it's not, and I'm not going to tell you what is Zay because I don't want to give any clues away. But there is a big, there is a bigger margin across the weekend. Okay.
1: Then. I'm just, right, I'm just, I'm
0: just, I'm just, I'm just having a quick look now uh, at the point start. It's actually gone up a little bit, fourteen and a half now for 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 um, Cronulla. But there you go, Zay putting, uh, putting his putting himself down for Sharks thirty and Molatala to score a try uh, on the line. Next, we have got Matt from Hamilton. Matt.
1: Sammy, how are you, mate?
0: Very well, my friend. What are we taking?
1: I'm going to go the Chooks by
0: 32. The And Joey Manu. Joey Manu playing at 5'8". Um... All right, the Chooks by 32. Mate, I said to Kempi yesterday. Now, me and Kempi were on uh, opposite ends here because I said no matter what's going on with uh, both the Dragons and the Chooks' seasons, this game is always a massive occasion for them. But he he's he agrees with you. He thinks the Chooks are going to run absolute ride over them. And he also gave me about five try scorers. So uh, you're in line with Kempi's thinking. I'll give you the point start on it so you know whether you're close or not. Uh, currently, it is at 12.5. So they think it's going to be a little bit closer than you, Matt. But I'll put you down. I'll yeah, pencil you in. I think Ben Hunt's due to have a
1: bit of a mare, to be absolutely honest. Yep. So no. I think Dave Marley might just start running over. But we'll see what happens. Good to have Leek back on a Tuesday. And, and love your Warriors commentary, mate. Oh, you guys are good work.
0: Beautiful, Matt. Appreciate you. Call my friend Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Um Who are we going to next? We're going to go to Simon in Hamilton, I think. Simon? Yep,
1: that's it. How yep. are
0: you? Good, mate. What have you got? Uh, I'm going Manly by 23. Manly by 23. And who's your try scorer?
1: Um, my try scorer...
0: Take your pick, uh, really, isn't it, for Manly? Yeah, the big ginger
1: centre. What's his name? Brad Parker. Okay, I
0: good. don't mind that actually. I put a little same game multi together and had Brad Parker in there. Um, so that's a good, that's a great tip from you, Simon. I can tell you the point start at the moment. This is the most surprising one across the weekend for me. Point start at the moment. Manly only have the ten and a half point start. I, I, I would think Manly are going to absolutely steamroll them, given what they did to the Storm last week. Yeah, but, well, they've
1: got to turn up. To be fair, but uh, yeah, I, I, I reckon. Um, not a bad bet. I reckon the big goes pretty good.
0: Yeah, I like that one from you, Simon. Uh, Brad Parker, OK, Manly by 23. There you go, Simon, out of Hamilton. Uh, let's go to Brent down in Christchurch. Brent. Who was that
1: guy that picked the um, Melbourne
2: store before? He's
0: a dreamer. <laughs> that was our first call of the day, Donald. He's. Uh, I, hope, I hope for our sake he is, Brent. I do hope for our sake he is. Storm by 25, he thinks. I'll
1: go Warriors by i no, by twelve. Warriors by twelve.
0: Um, yeah, uh, act to score. D W Z to score. Okay, yeah. I think. Gee, I think you might be the only person to uh, to pick the Warriors uh, this weekend, Brett. But I do love the optimism. Uh, you think we can do it? You think we can uh, we can tackle the Storm at Amy Park? Haven't won there since 2016. Actually, that was the last time we beat the Storm. Period. I think was 2016. But Amy Park, 2016. Oh.
1: Mate, you've got to keep the faith over the way they've been going this year.
0: Yep. No, I agree yeah, with they'll
1: you. They'll really take it to the storm in uh, yes yeah. It's 13 on 13, and I reckon the Warriors are going to
0: do it. That a boy, Brent. I love your optimism, mate. Love your faith. 0800 150 We'll go down to Wellington. To talk with Scott. G'day, Scott.
1: Hey, Sammy. How you
0: going? Good, mate. Um.
1: Oh, can I'd I'd just love, say, can I just say?
0: Can I just say? Can I just say before you start, Scott? We, so far, we've had a we've had a different team from every caller. Are you gonna Are you gonna go the same way? or Are you gonna pick one we've already had?
1: I I, I don't know because uh, when I was on hold, I was I was had a, on a totally different conversation with. Um, uh, it sounded like a recording with Simon McIver, so I don't actually know who's been uh, who's come through.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, maybe you're getting uh, maybe you're getting our other studio line coming through. Okay, so uh, so far we've got Storm Sharks, Chooks, Manly, and the Warriors. That's who uh, everyone's picked as our biggest uh, our biggest winners. So, what are what are you thinking?
1: Um, I'm going to jump on with the Chooks because okay. I think they will uh, put the uh, Dragons to the sword. Yep. Um, I'm going to say by twenty. Yep. Um, and I think with Joey Manu playing in the halves, he, he might pick up a try there.
0: To be okay, honest, yeah, yeah, little meat pie for Joey Manu. Don't mind it. Uh, actually, Scott playing in the halves here as well. If they do, if the Chooks do run over the Dragons, it is honestly take your pick for who scores because that back that line, could line be, look yeah. it could, could be Teddy, could be tupo could be uh, um, Paulo, could be could be the whole, could be the whole lot. Scott. Um, all right, yeah, sure. could be. Yeah,
1: sure. definitely. I think they, they haven't clicked yet.
0: So I, I think at some point they're going to click and. Uh, Unfortunately for the Dragons, I think it could be this weekend. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. And I think uh, that the Cowboys are the other ones. As soon as they click, you watch out for that back line. OK, Scotty, got you there. Chooks by 20. Manu, the try scorer uh, Let's take one more before we take a break. Uh, Stephen. G'day, Stephen. Yeah, g'day. How you
1: going?
0: Good, mate. Hit me. A...
1: Yeah, I reckon I'm, I'm going to go for the roosters
0: as well. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go up to um, a margin of 32. Ooh. Okay, we've already got a we've already got a Chooks by 32. So you're going to have to give me a try score that's different to Joey Manu. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm going
0: with Tupo. Tupo, Okay. I love that. A little battle between uh, Stephen and Matt. Matt's gone chucks 32. Manu, you've gone chucks 32. Tupo. If they both score, we'll have to figure something out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was tempted to go Crichton. I think Crichton's back in this week. He is so, back this um, week as
0: well. You're massive yeah. in for the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, but Tupo will
1: get a couple, makes so
0: right? Good man. All right, Stephen, got you down here. Tooks by 32, Tupo, Tri Score. Good stuff. 0800 All 150 right. 811. Uh, we do have to take a break. I see Wade Scott there on the line. Lots of text as well on the Temper Bedpost text machine, 8833. Those will get put into our our, our system as well. But give us a call, 0800 150 811. Back in a mo. We are inundated with. Um, Texts at the moment, and the phone lines are pretty busy as well. 0800 150 We are doing our NRL sweepstake for the weekend. You just ring up, you get uh, tell us what's going to be the biggest margin over the weekend, what team is going to get it, and uh, who's your anytime try scorer as the tiebreaker. We're going to go down to Christchurch and talk to Wade. G'day, Wade. Yeah, me, you, mate? Very well, my friend. What are we going with?
1: Well, I'm a uh... True diehard Storm fan But I'll save you the blushes <laughs> Fair enough uh, I'm going to go the team That rolled the Storm last week The
0: Sea Eagles Okay Yep The Sea Eagles What are we going for mate uh, What like, do you reckon
1: 22 points yep. Of the Tigers yep. Unfortunately Just a heap more misery on
0: them Yep uh, Sea Eagles 22
1: And And I'm only Alakawatu
0: Yes I love that I love that Mate I think I uh, think Ola, Ola Kawatu is a try scoring machine and he does it best against weak packs and I think uh, I think the Tigers, the way they're tracking at the moment, I think he dots over. 22 points, which is good. Simon's gone manly by 23, so uh, he's got the over, you've got the under. He's gone Brad Parker, you've gone Ola Kawatu. I love that, mate. Uh, good stuff. Alright, Wade calling in there from Christchurch. Let's go to Scott in Taranaki. Scotty.
1: Hey, mate, I've got the Warriors by 15 with Nickel Clockstead sliding in on the corner from a grubber done from Johnson.
0: That is, what did you say, 15? 15, mate. I love that, Scotty. That means they've got to hit a field goal somewhere in there.
3: Mm, Maybe into the first
0: half. Into the first half, Johnson hits a field goal. Then uh, Chance going over off the back of a grubber. I am going to uh, cut that, and should it happen, I'm going to call you Nostradamus. I'll play it out on Monday. No, I play it on a Wednesday. A, I play it I, on a Wednesday, don't I? Because I play on Tuesday night.
1: I reckon Johnson slots a drop first first chance he gets. That's
0: the first point of the game. Wow, you? well go put a go put a ten bucks on that, Scotty. It's probably paying about five hundred. <laughs> good Brilliant. stuff, good stuff, mate. There you go, Scotty. Good mate. Got Scotty from Taranaki oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Brett and Hartley. Brett fella, what do you got? How are you, my boy? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing really good. Looking forward to this weekend. Some good games on.
1: I'll be uh, at SMT tomorrow
0: night. Nice. Brilliant.
1: As always, but I, will take, uh, I won't take. I discriminate and I'll follow the TAB and take the Sharkies
0: mm-hmm.
1: by 24 and Talakai. Thank you.
0: Sharks by 24 and Talakai. So you're the second person to take the Sharkies. Zade's got them at 30 with Molotalo, so you've gone for unders here 24 with Talakai. I, I think, I have a feeling the Sharkies could go big in this one, mate. I think that back line is potent. So, Talakai, 24. He hasn't really found it in 2023, has he, Uh, Talakai? Still sort of waiting for him to to fire.
2: His name hasn't come up in lights um, just yet, but but there could be holes late, and by then, um, those centres won't be passing, I think.
0: Yep, totally agree. Good on you, Brett. Enjoy it, my friend. Uh, Kingsley now from from Greymouth. G'day, Kingsley.
1: Yeah, g'day, mate. I'll jump on the Sharks. Yeah, as well by twenty-seven.
0: Sharks by twenty-seven, and, right, right in the middle. I like that.
1: Yeah, and Oregon
4: Kafusi to score.
0: Okay, Kafusi, something a little bit different there. Kafusi, I don't and think many people. Are gonna, yeah, I don't think many people are going to pick that. So I think you'll be alone, which is good. Kingsley, that's very smart yeah. from you. Sharks by twenty-seven. That's the way people are going. I like it. I do like it. Um, brilliant stuff. Oh. Okay. Um, Thanks, let's go to Bruce in Christchurch. Bruce,
1: Sammy, how about it? I'm going for the Seagulls by 28.
0: Seagulls by 28. Okay, so yep. so far we've got a 23, a 22. Now you've gone 28. You've pushed it out. Who are you going for to, to score a try?
1: Ruben Garrick, how about that?
0: Okay, nice. Yep, one of the wingers. I do like that. Um, Jason Saab the, on, the, on the other side. I think those two are going to have a bit of a field day if the score does blow out.
1: Yeah, I've just written a few power plays. The first game tonight, the Penrith against South. There's a, there's a power play in there. Brian took the first try, and Stephen Crichton the second try, paying like eighty-one bucks, I think.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That is not bad. That's not thing, bad. Thing about tonight, um, Bruce, that's going to get me. And there's actually yeah. a text that Zade sent in here asking who he who he thinks I, who I think's going to win tonight, and who's good for a try score. These are the games mm-hmm. that are just so hard to pick because you never know. I said to Kemper yesterday, if the Rabbitohs win, I think they could score a whole bunch of points. If the Panthers win, it could be really, yep. really tight and close. Uh, is it going to be the forwards who crash over? Is it going to be play out wide? So very hard. Uh, your, your head sort of says, oh, you've got to go for Toto, You've got to go for Alex Johnson. Um, but I, I think uh, like a Stephen Crichton's not a bad look. I think a Cam Murray's not a bad look. A Cody Walker isn't a bad Cody look as Walker, well. Um, so yep. very hard to pick. Um, Bruce, I've got a couple of uh, same-game multis on that game to cover my losses. Uh, if uh, you know, depending on which one comes in like, and which one doesn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might have a look at that power play. That's not bad, though, Bruce. Uh, appreciate you calling in, Bruce from Christchurch. There, let's go to Leroy in Gisborne, Leroy. Hey, I'll go for the Sharks. Yes, I'll go
1: twenty-eight. I think the other
0: guy went
1: twenty-seven.
0: He did. Yep. So you're going for the for the over twenty-eight, and who have you got scoring? Yeah, I'll go Mulatalo. Mulatalo, yep. Mulatalo. Smart choice, mate. Smart choice. Yeah, um, love awesome. it. Good stuff, Leroy. Thank, thank Leroy, Leroy. thank you. Leroy calling in from Gisborne. That's the other thing as well eh, with uh, with rugby league, I always find when I'm putting my, my same-game multis together as well. If a team um, dominates and starts rolling over the other team, I'm not sure. I think the Sharks are going to win big against the Bulldogs, but particularly that Seagulls-Tigers game. And as the game gets gets on, the holes open up a lot um, closer to the middle as opposed to the edges. So it's easy for you to think, oh, well they're going to steamroll them. So it's going to be the likes of um uh, Ruben Garrick, Jason Saab scoring. But you just go another step in. That's why I like the Brad Parker pick. Because should the should the game open up a little bit the holes, the centers will be able to go over themselves. They don't need the the wingers to score. Um of course the wingers are the are the uh the more favored option because you know, they do get the ball a lot out on the edges with, with open space, but I'm just saying, as a game opens up, look for some of those uh, those inside players to score as well. Right, one more before we uh, go to new sport, and with it, Craig from Toudonga.
1: Craig. G'day, Sammy. How you doing?
0: Good, my friend. How are you?
1: Not too bad. I was going to go to Tuesday uh, as well. I was initially looking at the Storm just because they pants the Warriors, but I think the Warriors are a different team this year, so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to touch that one, and I was going to go to the Chooks, but too many people have taken them, so I'm going to go a bit outside the box. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, yes. I don't think anyone's got them yet, but if they click, I think they'll be good. Uh, and I think they'll be good for about 26 points. So 26 points, Cowboys, and, and is it longy on the on the wing? Yep, Tulangi. Uh, la- yep. That's me.
0: Nice. Love it, Craig. Uh, Cowboys over the Knights. Um I'm in, I'm in the same camp in the fact that um, once the Cowboys fire, they're going to be deadly. I think the Knights have shown a lot this year, though, particularly last week against the Panthers. Can they keep it going? And Pong Ponga back into the halves. I don't think it's going to be a big margin if the Cowboys do win up in Townsville. One that, are, that no one's jumped on at the moment is the Broncos' Eels, um, the Eels recovering last week, but the Broncos are the real high flyers of a competition so far. No one's gone for Dolphins Titans. The Titans, known to leak a lot of points. They do score quite a few as well, but you look at the game last week against the Broncos, they gave up a ton of points. So no one's jumped on the Dolphins Titans. Uh, and I think everyone else, every other team has been taken, although no one's gone for Rabbits or Panthers. I mean, look, the Panthers, pff, could be, could be a margin there. Could be a margin there. Tell you what, if you haven't gotten through 800 150 11 you might be the only one to pick some of these other teams. If you want to jump on the Broncos, if you want to jump on um, the Dolphins, if you want to jump on the Panthers give us a call 0800 11. a stack of texts the boys out in the booth are taking those down i'll read a couple of them out we're also going to play who am i after new sport and weather i'll give you clue number one before we get back into midday madness and remember 50 dollars tab bonus bet up for grabs for the first person who can get the answer correct and uh, everyone else who gets it after that will go into the draw 0800 150 we'll be back after new sport and weather all right, who am I time? Who am I time? This has been very, very popular um, with the uh, with you listeners throughout the week. Double eight, double that is where you text your answer through. You're going to get three clues across the day today, heading up until 3 o'clock. Uh, it should get easier as the clues go on, hopefully. Now, I made it a little bit too easy yesterday, so this one's a little bit tougher. There will be someone who gets it on clue number one. There always is. You're probably going to Google it. I can't tell you not to. Well, I can tell you not to, but you're not going to listen to me. But give it a go and see if you can get it just with your own knowledge and intuition. No need to jump on Uncle Google. Clue number one. Born in the 80s. The third of four children. My father was a steel factory manager and his wife worked in a magnet manufacturing workshop. Named after a famous musician, I was a shy kid who enjoyed playing sport with my brothers and being coached by my dad. When I was just 11 years old, I was diagnosed with a condition that would influence my sporting career greatly. Despite this, I was still hailed as a prodigious youngster. At the age of 13, I signed my first professional deal on the back of a napkin, a deal that would later be hailed as one of the most significant of all time. I had a sweet spot, a sweet tooth I should say, with a particular love for Coca-Cola soft drinks. So much so, they had to remove all the vending machines at the facilities which I trained in order to avoid me spoiling my health further. I am an Olympic gold medalist a record breaker and an icon but don't ever call me like an introvert I prefer texting so if you're planning on getting in touch flick me a message first that is who am I clue number one TB bonus bit for the very first person if they can get it right on clue number one everyone else uh, as long as you get it right throughout the afternoon you will go in the draw to win the bonus bit we keep giving two away every day um, I'll get Robbie to tell me who wins as well uh, by the end of the show. So you are up to speed. Do love a bit of who am I? Uh, just keeping an eye on some uh, NBA and some NHL playoffs on at the moment. Um, currently game two between Memphis and the LA Lakers. It is Memphis who are the favorites. Uh, they are up for, uh, 59 points to 43, just coming to halftime in that match. We've got Milwaukee, Miami. Uh T off tip-off tip off, uh, at about 1 p.m. New Zealand time and uh, Miami with the 1-0 series lead there. And then we've got the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's tip-off at about 2 p.m. New Zealand time. Uh, Denver with the 1-0 lead and the number one seed in the West. So that is what's happening uh, in the NBA this afternoon. And uh, in the NHL, my Boston Bruins uh, currently locked in a battle with uh, the Florida Panthers. They are up 1-0 in the series and the current score is and Boston is nil all at the end of the first period. Carolina is up 2-1 against the New York Islanders. Uh, they hold a series lead 1-0. We've got Minnesota, Dallas later on, and Edmonton, LA. 0800, 150, 811 We are doing our NRL sweepstake for the weekend. So here's what you have to do. You give me the biggest winning margin over the weekend, what team is going to get it, and uh, in any time, try scorer to throw into the mix as well as a tie break. Um... For people that are just joining and haven't heard of the fixtures, we've got the Rabbitohs Panthers on tonight. Uh, That is from um, Accor Stadium in Sydney. Then we've got the Eels Broncos, that's in Darwin. Uh, Bulldogs Sharks, that is uh, at Accor Stadium in Sydney. Uh, We've got Cowboys Knights up in Townsville. Dolphins Titans from Suncorp. Tigers Seagulls in Campbelltown. Roosters Dragons at Allianz in Sydney. And Storm Warriors from Amy Park. So uh, you got to give us the biggest winning margin. Who's gonna who's gonna get it and uh, an anytime try scorer as well. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You can also text on double eight double three, but I do much prefer uh, getting you on the uh, on the phone lines. 0800 811 one five zero eight eleven. We'll take a break. Come back with midday madness after this. Call through oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven now for midday madness, and I think we've got Roger on the line. G'day, Roger. Sure,
1: um how are you? I'd like to pick the margin for the Knights game, please.
0: For the Knights game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Knights are going really good And I'd like to have, I think um, Lachlan Miller will score Okay And uh, 18, 18 points please
0: 18 points that's, yeah. that's big, so you think the Cowboys' well, woes are going to continue, Roger?
1: 100%, um, last night when I tried to bet on them They were, um, or against them They were locked out at the TAB There was the only game not on Something's going on
0: Oh, okay Come Lolo's need... out Yep we need the X Files music for that, Roger. Conspiracy theories, you oh. think? Uh, the Cowboys v the Knights uh, up in Townsville, uh, so that does favour the Cowboys. But I take your point. The Knights uh, have really been playing; have been surprising. I think. I actually think, to be honest, Roger, I think there's a little bit of money to be made if you sort of want to pick a couple of upsets this week. You know, you can certainly take the Rabbitohs tonight against the the Panthers. Um, you could take the uh, the Knights against the Cowboys. They're they're paying overs at the moment. Uh, you could take. Um, the Warriors against the Storm at 370. Uh, and then, you know, a, a couple of point starts there as well for, for some of the other games. I think uh, there's a bit of value to be made in some of the underdogs this week.
1: I'll definitely have a look at them. I'm, I'm a first choice door man, so I do some teams in first choice doors. Yep. So um, I had a, had a bit of a go last night, and I'll let you know how they go.
0: Who did you pick, mate? Can you give us a tip?
1: I've just gone favourites. Um, I've got a... Oh, it's a bit complicated. I've got five first try scorers tonight, you know. Um, Penrith, Stealth, so I've got five different, and then going on to three different first try scorers, and then, like, Turbo, um, and uh, what's his name, the winger for the night, um, Dominic.
0: Dominic Young, yep.
1: Yeah. I, he's scoring tries for fun. He is. Um, yeah, so I'm just going favourites and trying to play the the odds.
0: Yeah, nice, Roger. Love it, my friend. Well, thank you for calling in. 800 150 11 If you want to jump aboard, uh, give us your winning margin team and a try score as well. Knights, he's the first person to go the Knights, uh, Roger. So, uh, look, if the Knights win, I think he's pretty much going to get the chocolates, isn't he? We need, uh, yeah, we need some other of uh, other results coming. I have text. Uh, have checked the uh, text machine and um, there are some people jumping on the Broncos uh, there's a couple of people jumping on uh, the Warriors. Someone said the Warriors by 40. C and K to score. That would be uh, that would be quite large. Someone here has gone Cowboys by 30 with Scott Drinkwater scoring. That's Mark. Uh, we go back to the phone lines though. Nick from Christchurch. G'day, Nick.
1: G'day. How's it going?
0: Very well.
4: Hey, I'm going to go with my Rabbitohs tonight. I think yep. the Penrith have had the rubber the green on them the last few times they played, but. With the uh, Jack White and Steining Hughes, I reckon they're going to go good, even though it's not a fish yet, he's coming our way.
0: I like it, mate. What, uh, what do you reckon the margin's going to be? I reckon
4: they're going to win by
0: 18. 18, wow. And who's going to score? Yep. Uh, Campbell Graham. Yes, I, I, do, I do love... going to be the, uh, I do love New South that. Wales. I do love that, mate. Graham is scoring tries for fun as well. Um, I, I made a prediction yesterday, Kempio, I said if the Rabbitohs win this game, I think they do, I, I think they win it by a decent amount. Maybe not 18, but certainly close. You know, like a sort of a 12 or a 14 point margin, and I can just see it. You know, you think about it. Um, there at a, a Course stadium, a couple of early tries to the Rabbitohs, they put the Panthers in a hole. Maybe 12 nil, and then uh, and then the momentum favors them in the second half, mate. So I, uh, that's a smart tip from you, Nick. Smart tip, yep. mate. Hope it pays out for you.
1: Appreciate it. Have a good day.
0: Beauty, there you go. Nick calling from Christchurch. Uh, We've got a couple more minutes if you want to get a last chance, if you want to get your uh, pick in for the weekend. It's the NRL though, isn't it? I mean, I'm sitting here going, uh, the Rabbitohs, if they win, might score a lot of points. I think if the Panthers win, it's going to be close. Knowing me, the Rabbitohs will either win in Golden Point or the Panthers will win by 50. Because that's just how the NRL goes. I am not backing my tipping this weekend either because there are a couple of, like I said, a, b- a bit of a-, a few upsets that are a lot of value. I mean, even the Eels right against the Broncos down in Darwin and the Eels who put a good performance against the Bulldogs last week, uh, they've only lost a, f- a number of their games by a very, very small margin. Yes, the Broncos are flying, but, you know, that could be a real tight one as well. That could be a really tight one. In fact, um, just looking on the TAB. Uh, the point start in that game at the moment is currently sitting uh, at three and a half points. So, I mean, they, they're picking it's going to be close either way. It's going to be close either way. So, um, yeah, interesting weekend ahead in the NRL flowing off into uh, Tuesday and in the ANZAC games. Uh, Florida have just scored. Boo. They're up 1-0 against... The Boston Bruins. Five minutes gone here in the second period. The Bruins might have a chance here. Two on one. Here's Charlie McElvoy No, he's offside. The ref calls it. Terrible decision. Terrible call by the referee. Terrible call. You can tell I'm a big Boston Bruins fan. Two all in the Carolina Hurricanes-New uh, York Islanders match as well. And just quickly uh, jumping over to the NBA. We have Memphis still up over the LA. Lakers 59-44. That is halftime game to la lead 1-0 in the series going to take a break we'll come back with more of your calls 0800 150 811 after this well, welcome back into afternoon sammy hewitt taking you through to three o'clock today before we hand over to ricardo and phoenix nation 0800 150 811 we are getting your sweepstake predictions over the weekend in the nRL your biggest winning margin what team and time try score as well now let's go to simon in auckland gay simon
1: Hello, Sam. here you
0: going, mate? Very, very well, mate. What have you got for me? You know your rugby league? Yeah, mate.
1: I've got the Sharks.
0: Sharkies. Um, is there a 20, 24? I'll tell you what I've got so far. I've got a Sharks 28, a Sharks 27, a Sharks 24, and a Sharks 30. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll go Sharks by...
0: I'll tell you what, if you want to take 24, Brett, who took them at 24, has Talakai as an anytime try scorer. So you might be able to pip him with the try scorer there if you did want 24. Oh, no, 20's all good.
1: 20?
0: Okay, mate. And who are you going for a try scorer? Uh, I'll go Britton Yeah, I like that. I really do like that. Um. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, uh, Simon, there you go. Sharks, 20, Nikita, I absolutely love it. Um, 150 11 if you want to jump aboard, we do have texts coming in t- uh, on 8833. I'm going to do something very special for you. Now, I've got a rule that I created a couple of weeks ago, and that is that I never give out my TAB bet slips because as soon as I give them out, they never come in. I never get them when I give them out. As soon as I don't give them out, Robbie... They come in every time. So I'm going to do something very special. I'm going to break my rule, probably lose all of my money because I'm doing it, but I'm going to tell you what I've got in the arrow you know, over the weekend because I've placed a whole bunch. So um, I took a couple of underdogs in a five-leg multi. I've got the Rabbits winning tonight. I've got Brisbane uh, beating Parramatta at $1.65. I've got the Knights beating the Cowboys at 2 bucks. The Dolphins against the Titans at $1.74, and then I've got the Warriors against the Storm head-to-head at three seventy. Golden rule, never put the Warriors in your uh, in your multi. That equals about 55 bucks on the odds. So you only have to put a couple of bob on it just for a laugh, and it might come in. Uh, I've got a same-game multi in the uh, West Tigers-Manly game, uh, and that is Manly to win by 10 points or more, and then I've got DCE, Ola Kawatu, Tommy Turbo, and Jason Saab to all score a try and that pays 23 bucks. So once again, a few bob on that, and um, you make a little bit of money. Bulldogs, Sharks. I've gone Sharks. Now, not a lot of value in this because uh, obviously they're expecting the Sharks to go absolutely massive, but I've got the Sharks, nine points plus winning margin. Could have gone higher. Uh, I've got uh, Britta Nikkara to score, Sione Katoa, William Kennedy, Ronaldo Molotalo. So the two wingers, Will Kennedy, who loves to score out the back, and Britta Nicora as well. That is at 12s. Little dabble on that. Um, another one I've got is for this evening's game and that is uh, the Rabbits to win and then I've got Cody Walker, Alex Johnson and Brian Totto to score in that game that is at 34s the last one I have is, the last two I have, I should say, are uh, anytime try scoring bets that I like to place across the weekend. I always just do these for a little bit of fun. I, I'd never expect them to do overly well. Uh, so, across the weekend, I've got um, these uh, six players as anytime try scorers Britain Nicola in the uh, Sharks Bulldogs game, Dominic Young in the Newcastle Knights Cowboys game, Jermaine Asako in the Dolphins Titans game, Ola Kawatu in the Seagulls Tigers I've got Daniel Tupo in the Roosters Dragons and I've got Xavier Coates in the Storm Warriors that is at uh, 50 bucks and this is my big one 8 legs Toto tonight against the Rabbits Kurt Capewell against Parramatta Nikara against the Bulldogs Dominic Young Jermaine Asako Olakuatu, Tupo and Coates so I've just added a couple more on there that one is at about 400 <laughs> I think it's about 390 something 398 so there you go. Just a few that I've done over the weekend. Um, like I said, now that I've given them all to you, I guarantee they won't come in. I've absolutely jinxed it myself, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice for the sake of good radio and for the sake of helping you fans out there as well who are now not going to jump on it because of what I've just told you. Uh, the Bruins are trailing 1-0 against the Florida Panthers. Cheats! Cheats, they say, because of the referee. No. Florida are a good team. we will be happy to happy to take this one. we we'll would be 2-0 at home. First round of the Stanley Cup. Nick from Christchurch says, spare a thought for us Raiders fans, losing our best player for less money. How does that work? Salary cap working well as usual? Question mark. Uh, that is in response to Jack Wyden, who's probably going to go to the Rabbitohs. Poor old Lachlan Ilias, who's probably going to be the player who misses out there, despite the fact that he was supposedly a long-term work-on for the Rabbitohs. Remember, they gave up Adam Reynolds because they thought Lachlan Ilias was the future. Now they've gone out and got a, an older Jack Whiten, which is probably going to rele- relegate Ilias, because you'd think Walker and Whiten play alongside each other. Um, Very, very interesting. We'll keep our eyes on that. I haven't seen anything official, though. We got official news that Whiten signed with uh, South Sydney. I just thought there was a report. I just heard there was a report. So we don't have... Official confirmation that Jack Wyden is going to sign with the Rabbitohs, but um, it, the report is out there as well. Um, yeah, plenty of text here on double uh, uh, We've got um, Sean saying Roosters by 18, Tupou to score. Uh, we have got Barry saying Manly by 38, Tommy to score. 38, that's big. Jeepers, that's big. Um, Mark says Sharks by 29, Nikita to score. Um yeah plenty coming in here as well as our who am i guesses lots of guesses for who am i i must have made it too easy again because uh there are a lot of correct answers we'll have to find out who did it first coming up after one o'clock we're going to talk some swimming with the olympic program pathways leader gary francis back after news and sport Welcome back into ECNZ Afternoons. Just after one o'clock, Sammy sitting in for Steph uh, this week. He is back on Tuesday for an Anzac Day show, so it'll be good to have uh, Steph back on deck. Um, we've talked a little bit of swimming this week, and we had the Nationals a couple of weeks ago up here in Auckland, the New Zealand Nationals, and we had the Age Group Nationals in Hawke's Bay in the weekend just gone. We have the World Champs coming up in July, so I thought it was a good time to get an expert on to have a little bit of chat about uh our up-and-coming swimmers, our swimmers that are doing well and uh, how we're looking ahead of the world champs. So joining us now on the show, he is the Olympic uh, Programme Lead and that is Gary Francis out of Swimming New Zealand. G'day, Gary. G'day, Sam. Thanks for,
5: thanks for inviting me on. It's always nice to be out of a Share share swimming with everybody. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. So just before we talk about the age group champs that were on over the weekend, we had the nationals up in Auckland a couple of weeks ago. Just for our listeners who might not have been across all of the results, can you give us a couple of the of the standout performances?
5: Yeah, overall it was really successful nationals in terms of um, um, getting swimmers on our on our world championships team. Uh, we ended up with a, a team of sixteen. Um, the uh, the the standout swimmer last week. Will, at the championships was, was Erica Fairweather. Um, we we know that she's been you know she's been getting better and better every year. She was World Junior champion in 2019. Did a good job um, in her first Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, but I think this year we we've really seen a breakthrough. Um, some tremendous swimming: 200, 400, and 800 freestyle. All those times uh, put her right you know right at the top end of the world rankings.
0: Plenty of uh, performances, quite like you mentioned, qualified the swimmers for the world champs, this time in Japan in July. Some of the times posted uh, in the pull-up in Auckland, very impressive. But how hard is it, Gary, to replicate that on the international stage for these swimmers?
5: Yeah, it's all, that's always the big deal, isn't it, Sam? Um, we, we're Our guys are actually learning how to do that. Um, we've now, if we look at that team, that world championships team, it, it's, it's now becoming a re- relatively experienced team. Um we got three or four of those swimmers that were at the, uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Um, a few others that were at the World Championships as far back as 2019. And there are three members of their 2019 Junior World Championships, Team Erica, um, Michael Pickett, um, and Luan Grobelar on this this current uh, World Championships team. So they've, they've been gaining experience over the years. They're, they're getting a lot better at being able to step up onto the big stage and feel that they belong. Uh, and they're starting to get better at being consistent in, in swimming in the heats uh, to make the uh, to make the semifinals and finals. so yeah it's it's always the big question, but we're getting better at it. There's no doubt about that we are getting better at. it. we just got to keep keep you know keep practicing it, keep mm. competing it,
2: mm. getting up there.
0: Something I wanted to ask you about, Gary, and, and um, I am very interested to you know to get someone's expertise on it because um, something that I've noticed, uh, Erica Ferreira, they're a good example. You know, nineteen-year-old on the cusp of breaking four minutes in the 400, sixth fastest four hundred meter freestyle time of all time, probably a time that would have put her close to an Olympic medal in any games. But then we, we see a sixteen-year-old out of Canada, Summer McIntosh, breaking four minutes and the world record. So it, it must be it must be a real challenge, no doubt. We're getting quicker in the pool, but it seems like the rest of the world is also getting. Peak. A, a quicker as well. How much of a challenge is it for you and the rest of the coaches to make sure that not only are we improving, but we're improving at a rate that's, I guess, ahead of, of what we're seeing around the rest of the world?
5: Yeah, well, world swimming never stops, does it? It never stops getting better. And you know, every time you feel that you're you're closing a gap or you're making improvements, the rest of the world just keeps moving on. Um, one of the things that we're seeing, we, we saw it last year. With with Summer McIntosh um, at the World Championships last year, and even more so this year, as she's absolutely set everything on fire. But also with um, uh, the Romanian boy um, David Popovici, who is only just 18, He's now the world record holder in the 100 and, the, uh, and, and you know 200 metres, the best swimmer in the world. Um, young young athletes can still dominate in swimming, mm. um, and. Now we have the, unlike 20 or 30 years ago, where we still still saw the outstanding swimmers coming through in their teenage years, now they have the resources, they have the, the support both scientifically, financially, um, to be able to carry on for a long while. So um, someone, Macintosh is here to stay, um, and she's now you know, going to be one of the, the main obstacles to, for Erica Fairweather uh, for at least the next you know the next four or five years or maybe longer than that. so it is it, which you just got to keep moving on. Um, the, for us, it was always about closing the gap and could we close the gap faster than than the rest of the world was pushing the gap away mm. um, and we are in some areas and in some areas we're not, and we just got to keep working on that and looking at why we're why we're not doing it, where we're where we're struggling and look to where we are doing it and can we take you know can we take a uh, the information that we're getting from the swimmers who, or, or, and the events where we are closing the gap uh, considerably, or where we're in a couple of areas where we're right in it, um, and, and try and put that in, in, into place where we're, we're still behind. You know, a couple of our events, and men's, men's men's and women's butterfly is still uh, not really on par. Um, we, we're making uh, some good gains with our women's breaststroke. We've got a couple of really good young breaststrokers that are birthed through this year and a couple of others just just bubbling underneath. But they're two areas which we've still got a lot of work to do.
0: Mm. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because in a lot of sports, um, that sort of peak age for athletes is, I guess, mid to late 20s. Um, You know, the experienced athletes can sometimes hit it at around 30. But you, you mentioned there that the swimming really is getting these superstars in those teenage years. They've always had it, but it just seems more so nowadays. Do you think the, I guess, the peak um, for swimmers, is, is that, that average age is coming down a little bit, Gary? Are we are we starting to see swimmers peak a little bit early than, than what we have in the past?
5: Well, um, the data and the statistics will will tell us the opposite term. It will say that they're they're, they're getting they're actually getting older. But I think um, as I just said that what happens is now is that they're able to stay in the sport longer. So swimmers are reaching the highest levels and they're staying a lot longer. We're seeing a mm-hmm. lot of uh, a lot of the top swimmers are. Uh, Closing in, or even past thirty now, um, that just never happened before. But with more money in the sport, they're able to make a living and to be able to carry on training. Um, um, that that they're able to do that. So it's a little, it's it's kind of misleading. Um, I think, I think what we'll always see is the real superstars, the real standouts. Uh, they come along early. You know, you look back at the the, 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 the sports and the and the felt and and and. And Ledecky, mm. they they were at the top of their top of the sport, very very at very young ages, and they've stayed there. And they are the absolute outstanding athletes of their particular generations or the particular uh, events that they specialise in. Summer McIntosh is another one of those generational athletes, as is David Popovic. Um, we're really lucky that we've got two really really good, world class swimmers in Lewis Clarebur and Erica Fairweather. And again, they 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 appeared on the scene fairly young. I think that it's difficult. I don't want to compare them to you know some of the names that I've just mentioned, but for our guys, that they they've got to keep working really hard to stay with those uh, those top stars and um, and take their opportunity when it arises. You know. Mm.
0: Let's talk about uh, about some of the uh, the up and comers, the next wave coming through. Um, because as I said, the times are getting quicker and those coming through are the next generation. The age group nationals took place in Hawke's Bay over the weekend. Who are, who are the, some of the standouts uh, down there in Hawke's Bay?
5: Um, we, we saw, um, We saw first of all, at, at, the, at the national championships, uh, uh, Monique uh, Wierizowski from, um, from New Plymouth. Um, she's only 15. Uh, she's a brushstroker. So for us, that that's, makes her doubly precious. Um <laughs> And, um, she's swimming really, really fast. Uh, she swam, um, a 50 meter breaststroke, um, at the world, at the, uh, national championships, broke the national record and then improved it again at the, uh, national age group championships. And it's a time that is, uh, we'll, we'll, put her in, in the mix at the senior world, should she go. Um, and certainly will be very, very competitive at junior worlds. But, um, more importantly, um, is, is, Looking at that long-term development of that athlete, um, we've we worked really hard with um, Lars humor down in Dunedin to make sure that Erica Fairweather was brought along at the you know at the right pace with the right level of expectation. Mm. We've got to do the same with Monique, and more importantly, we we really need to develop a hundred-meter breaststroke, which she also broke the New Zealand record in um, at the national championships. Uh, but that record is a um, is a long way behind. Where we want it to be in the, in the context of the world swimming, um, and that really is the, is the future for her. Um, and her she has a young coach, Mario Mariano Nani, um, who is doing a fantastic job with her. Um, he's a young coach who's willing to listen, and um, he's got some great mentors. Uh, the uh, the coach that used to that recently retired in New Plymouth he took took over the, the club uh, was Sue Southgate, who many you know many people know as. Produced Olympian after Olympian mm. um, over the last twenty years, um, and um, he, he listens to her. Uh, he listens to Donna Buzade, who also works with Sue and, and Sue's partner, and 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 he's also really willing to listen and work with us at Swimming New Zealand. So um, it's as much about bringing Monique through and her coach uh, to make sure that uh, uh, that she can hit those, you know, a potential. Wow, I'm not even sure where it is yet. I don't really want to get too carried away, but <laughs> it's. It, huge. Mm. Uh, she was she was definitely the outstanding uh, performer at NAGS, but there were a couple of other really good swims. Um, Finn Harland is a, a young lad who swims with Gary Hollywood down in, um, in Wellington, um, and Finn qualified for the World Juniors in, in the backstroke. Um, and Finn, although he qualified in the backstroke, Finn is a good all-round swimmer, uh, and uh, he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Um, he trains really well. Um, and he's another one that we, we you know we will we'll be working hard with um, to try and see if we can bring him through. Um, altogether we've got uh, we've got six swimmers going to the World Junior Championships. Um and um, and and it, what is good is that they're not all at the top end of the age group. Um Glintmeyer is a is a young uh, she's a, she's just 15. Um again and from the menal too. Um and she'll be swimming uh, in the butterfly, there. Uh, sorry, in the backstroke, but her butterfly is also very good. Um, Summer Osborne is is just 18, and she came off of the national championships, having qualified for our 4x2 relay, which of course is our our big relay focus for the Olympic Games. We, we have high hopes that we can get that women's 4x2 into the Olympic final, um, and uh, she went and bettered her PB at, uh, at Nags and qualify for the world juniors. So that was a that was a really good sign that a swimmer young swimmer can bounce back from a, a good national championships and carry it on through through next. Mm. Um, uh, it must yeah great no y-
0: yeah, so, I mean, it must be, um, obviously, it's very, very difficult for a young age group swimmer to qualify for the, the senior world champs. But if they do, for you guys, you obviously have to make a call as to whether you send them to the junior world champs versus the senior world champs. And I imagine, like you just said before, that is about making sure that you're not sort of thrusting them into that spotlight too early. Is that right? Yeah, it's um,
5: it's also, it, it's, it's, a, it's it's a massive balancing act, isn't it? We, we've got to look at the... Uh, what their training history is like, as well, um, how long they've been—you know—they've been performing at, at the, the age group, you know, at the level at their age group that they have, and some of them are just bursting through. Um, what their training situation is in terms of how much full time they get, what could be, you know, realistically expected in the short term. Um, but also, um, we we we're very conscious that um, there will be period of time in the future for Monique, for example, where the rate of progress is going to slow down. She is going to, you know, plateau for a period of time. And in the past, these have been the the real vulnerable periods of time for for our young stars. They've, you know, they've come through. They've been outstanding. The level of expectation has has risen um, amongst the swimming community, amongst the, the media, Um, and then they hit that plateau which happens with nearly all of them uh, and they struggle to deal with it so that's why it's really important to make sure that we make the right choices and I think in Monique's case we probably won't send her to the World Championships this year Um, she'll probably go and do the World Juniors Mm. and probably ease her into the senior team at our next World Championships because we've got another world very close afterwards in February um, which has never happened before but uh, in the same year as the Olympic games so um, that that's that will be the plan for for the
0: we've got um, like just talking to you here we've got some great young talent um, it's definitely exciting and, and to see how they're going to perform on the world stage both at world champs and obviously at the Olympic Games we had uh, someone on with uh, Ian Smith on our morning show here a couple of days ago just talking about participation numbers and saying that you know swimming is struggling a little bit at, at those sort of lower levels for participation so yeah is that, is that a real challenge as well is just sort of you know we've got so many options now for kids and sport and what they get into but New Zealand's always been a, a, a country you know that prides itself on being around the water and everyone swimming over summer etc so how do you convert even though it's it's great having these these um, young swimmers getting great times how do we convert it into into increased participation as well
5: yeah i think it's a it, it's a combination i think one the more success that we get uh, and the more profile that we get um, with our our, our top uh, our top performers especially as uh, many of them are extremely marketable right now and they're really good young people and that you know and and the, they, they they really um, do a great job of promoting the sport. I think that helps obviously yeah, but more importantly, I think it's the the way that we we're looking at structuring our our development and and our participation um, we're looking to make it a lot easier for for kids to just be in the water and having a lot of fun um, you know, a swim training when you start to get serious is, is 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 tough, and as we've just spoken about, you know, swimmers appear at high levels uh, young, hmm. but for for the majority, it's about making it real fun. we uh, Dale Johnson, who's our head of participation, uh, has spent a lot of time um, working with uh, the the regions around the country and with individual clubs and coaches about developing more exciting ways to compete and so we get people out just racing and having fun without it being too much on it. Um, coaches have certainly changed the way that they, they work with the youngest athletes now and we've changed our whole um, age group system so that uh, we're not expecting young, young kids to be competing at our national championships at real young ages. They come in at 13. Uh, And before that, you know, they don't race at a national age group level. Um, And working with um, Sport New Zealand um, on their Balance is Better program, trying to get people to understand about how they, you know, how they can do that, how they can mix things up and enjoy a lot of sports. I think that swimming is just part of that whole group of traditional sports that is looking at ways to um, recapture their audience. And, and yeah, um, you know... It's, it's, a, it's something that we are doing all the time. It, regardless of my role and what I get, off, get up to, um, our whole emphasis all the time is how can we grow our numbers? How can we make our sport more exciting? You know, um, What are the, what are the participa- mass participation events that we can really promote, like our open water stuff and things like that? So, uh, yeah, look, having said that, it's a real struggle because there's a lot of real sexy, ex- exciting things we kids to do out there. That doesn't involve swimming
0: up and down the black line again <laughs> yeah and you are spot on a lot of a lot of sports really grappling with it at the moment just before I let you go Gary we do have uh the world champs uh, up in Japan in a couple of months time uh who can we sort of expect to uh, you know challenge for for the podium and, and get a result for us in uh in July
5: well I think we you know we've already mentioned um, our 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 main our main two athletes um, Lewis, Lewis Clever and Erica fairweather Lewis will be uh, swimming in his main event, the 400 IM, and, and and his 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 what do you call them? His uh, his events that he keeps in his back pocket, which is the 200 IM and the 200 Butterfly. Uh, Erica will be uh, going hard out in the 2, 4, and 800 freestyle. Um, the 800 is still a very new event for her, but uh, she's making massive progress in it. She won a silver medal in the, uh, the World Short Course in December, so um, she's you know she's getting more confident in that. Uh, Eve Thomas uh, also swims in the uh, 4, 8 um, 1500. Um, and 1,500. Um, and she'll be looking to try and make the finals in at least one of those events, I would hope. Uh, our women's 4 by 2 we've, we've got big hopes on that. Um, and then we've got a few uh, of our swimmers who are just bubbling under. We've got Andrew Jeff Coates qualified in all the backstroke events. He's really, really worked hard and he has a really great approach to his racing. that Every single race that he swims now, he treats it as if it's a qualifying opportunity uh, for a final. So there are no soft swims at any part of the season for Andrew. I think that's really going to help him uh, when it comes to qualifying uh, in the mornings at the World Champs. Um, and then we've got Michael Pickett, uh, who's been around for a long time, but people forget that he's actually only 20 years old. First onto the scene as a 16-year-old. Really, really unusual in uh, his event, the 50 freestyle, which is one of those events which is usually dominated by the older guys. Um well, he's only 20 now, but he broke the New Zealand record twice at the national championships. He's just moved to a new training program. He trains in Australia. He has done since he was 15. Um, and he's just moved to a new program which specializes in 50-meter sprinting. Uh, and I really think that he will uh, – I- I'm hoping he'll be the first New Zealander under 22 seconds in the 53 of us. Wow. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a big event for us. It's our biggest thing for a long time. We're competing in uh, 35, 34 events at the championships, uh, and there's only um, forty—you uh, know, about 45 events at the championships So we've got a real busy program, uh, and we're competitive in most of those events.
0: That is awesome, mate. Very, very exciting times ahead. Can't wait to follow all these youngsters through um, with an eye on the world champs and, and of course, uh, Olympic Games in a couple of years' time. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on with us, uh, Gary. I know you're a busy man, uh, so thanks heaps, and uh, and we'll catch up again soon. bye
5: Great to be on, Sam. Thank you very much and uh, hope to speak to you all again soon with some uh, good news about the world and the
0: World Juniors. Certainly, Gary. Thanks heaps for coming on. Gary Francis there, the uh, Olympic Programme Leader uh, for Swimming New Zealand. We'll take a short break and come back in a moment. Great to catch up with Gary Francis there out of Swim New Zealand talking uh, the age group champs, the national champs and the world champs coming up in July. Very exciting to see uh, Erica Fairweather and what she can do on the international stage as well as Lewis Clebert. But man, swimming um, is... Gary mentioned just some of the youngsters around the world, the Summer McIntosh out of Canada who's just 16 years old. Phenomenal for their age. Phenomenal for their age. Mark's texted in here on double eight double three saying, Sam, is Jack Whiten signed with Souths? Hasn't signed yet, Mark, but I'll read you a story from Fox Sports and James Hooper, who's generally pretty much on the money when it comes to breaking stories. The South Sydney Rabbitohs are on the verge of landing one of the biggest recruitment coups in recent seasons in the form of Canberra Raiders star Jack Whiten. Fox has learned Whiten is expected to travel to Sydney tomorrow to finalise what is tipped to be a four-year deal with South Sydney until the end of 2027. The contract is to be expected to be worth around the $3.4 million mark over four seasons, which is, get this, a million dollars less than the $4.4 million deal the Raiders have tabled to Jack White. And we always heard that he was a proud, not, wasn't from Canberra, is he? But he's, but he's proud of playing for the Raiders and potentially was going to be a one-man club, a one-club man. But he says here the Rabbitohs' trump card is his great mateship with superstar fullback Latrell Mitchell, the desire to win a premiership, and South Sydney's proud Indigenous history. Uh, Latrell, Jack White, and Cameron Murray and Campbell Graham were all part of Australia's victorious World Cup campaign in Europe last year and remain close mates. So um, I don't know, Mark. Reading between the lines, I think it's almost a done deal for Jack White to go to South Sydney. Like I said, what happens to Lachlan Elias? Be very, very interesting. I'll tell you what I might do. I might try and get someone on this tomorrow um, out of South Sydney, uh, maybe a South Sydney based reporter. And given that they're playing tonight as well, we can wrap the game between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. But I'll talk about this as well and what it means for Lachlan Ilias. Um, you know, we, they might not even play Widen in the halves, right? they might play him in the uh, in the centres. Um, but it'd be very, very interesting if he does end up there. Uh, their title hopes will increase once more. And somebody else's text in here as well, Uh, no name, it just says, um, Sam, do you play fantasy NRL? Uh, I do, and I'm almost obsessed with it. Um, Seriously recommend. Uh, Anyone out there who's never given uh, Fantasy NRL a go, um, it increases your interest in the games, uh, the games across the weekend, even if it's a sort of a bad game like, uh, look, I don't know, the Knights-Cowboys game, which you may not get the best rugby league, it keeps you interested. Uh, And the way it works is that you just basically pick uh, your starting 13 as well as your bench players. Um, and they score points based on how they perform in the real in the real game. So, you know, if they get tries, they get a certain amount of points. If they get try assists, they get points. And, y- you know, you get a couple of mates, you play in a league together, and you pl- sort of play head-to-head. So your teams go up against one another person who scores the most points gets the win for the weekend. Um, and your players have a cost, and you've got a salary cap, And they got a cost, and that cost goes up or down depending on how well they score as well. So, you know, if they're a player that isn't sort of quite highly rated, but they score loads and loads of points, their money, their value goes up heaps. And so, what you end up doing is you trade out your your guys that make heaps of money for sort of your big names like your Nathan Cleary's, your Payne Haas, et cetera. Um, it's just a good fun way of keeping a track of all the games across the weekend and all the players. You learn uh, all the names, where they play for, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, and um, I definitely recommend if you've never um, looked at it to, to give it a go one time because it is a lot of fun. You can get it on your phone, on the app, or you can play it on your desktop as well. Two all between the uh, Bruins and the Florida Panthers. Uh, we were behind a little bit, but we've come back massive result uh, we're going to take some new sport and weather after that we're going to catch up with uh, Brendan Popple out of the TAB what's making news not far away and who am I clue number two some people I'm going to say some people quite a few people got uh, the answer right on the first clue for who am I I'm going to give clue number two after we talk to Brennan Popple from the TAB that's coming up after new sport and weather TAB time tab.co.nz go on the website or download the app I gave you a few of my NRL tips uh, before one o'clock And uh, it's up to you whether you jump on them or not, because like I said, as soon as I give them out, they never come in. That's my golden rule, is to never give them out. Otherwise, they never come It's a curse, and I'm very superstitious. Brendan Popple, from the TAB. Pops, are you superstitious when it comes to your bet slips?
4: Uh, Yes and no. It depends on what sort of flavour of the month it is. Um, If you... You're having a bit of a run, and you're throwing it out there. Well, you just keep going, don't you? That, that, that's probably a good <laughs> well. So, well, the thing is, yeah, pops. I guess when you're losing, when you start losing, I guess superstition starts coming into it.
0: Well, yeah, and there's a lot of losing going on in my area, so <laughs> maybe that's why I'm so superstitious But <laughs> thing is, pops, though, right? It's a bit of a battle because you got we got a saying in our in our group chat, me and a couple of mates. You know, uh, tips not slips. You know, don't post your winnings. You got to let everyone know. And and yet, part of you wants to be the guy who says, you know, jump on. Uh, Ola first try score at thirty bucks and if it comes in yeah. you raise the roof at the same time you're scared of saying it because you don't want to jinx it. It's 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 a catch yeah. twenty two pops.
4: It is, mate. I feel you. I feel you. I have these <laughs> dilemmas every week with my mate. So, no, it's all good.
0: Look, I'll, I'll blame it on anything other than my actual uh, ability to, to tip. Um, all right, mate. So, look, we've been talking NBA all week. Of course, the NRL does get um, underway tonight. We must have some Super AB as well. So you've got lots for me, Pops. I'm just going to wind you up and let you go.
4: Yeah, mate, let's um, jump on this uh, Nuggets-Timberwolves game, which is uh, about 20 minutes away. Uh, Nuggets, $1.25, Timberwolves, $3.80. There's a real strong surge to the Nuggets winning this, and winning this quite easily, in fact. Uh, 81% of our head-to-head money is on the Nuggets. Look, we've seen some really good um, plays around a couple of options, but one of them on the total points, over 222 points, at a dollar eighty-five, we've seen four and a half thousand thrown on, the, on this uh, particular option on the total points at a So maybe if you are looking for some sort of multi-option, that could be the way to go there. If you, if you think the Nuggets can win, or do you think the Timberwolves will certainly throw uh, a few buckets down? Maybe playing the over uh, could be a play there. But the um, yeah, dollar twenty-five is skinny enough, but it has been taken by the punters.
0: Milwaukee uh, winning, uh, well, bouncing back after the lost in game one against Miami at the moment, up 42 32. Um, Pops, when it comes to playoffs, so you said 220 over the points, did you? Over 220? Over 220,
4: yep. That, yeah, that's so, the one that's been uh, really popular. So we're
0: looking at sort of, you know, if you if you were keeping it close, 110, 110. Are, are playoff games typically that high scoring?
4: Look, you can, uh, certainly with Timberwolves, uh, uh, they're a team that, that can certainly find uh, over the overs line more often than not. And I guess it is different when you get to this time of the year. And Look, we all know when a team gets up by a, a number of points that you know sometimes the points don't start blowing because you've got different players on the court. So, uh, look, you're always wary of those situations, but look, that's the gamble, isn't it? And uh, at this stage, punters are gravitating to that point, their total points. And I will say this, the line has changed Uh, In in the last sort of 30, 40 minutes, it was 2.20. It's now... Uh, 222 uh, is that line now, but that's still getting taken at
0: 185. Uh, in the NRL uh, pops there, I think, is a little bit of value to be had this weekend with a couple of upsets. Um, not saying it's going to happen, but I think if you're keen on taking the odds, obviously South Sydney tonight are at 250. That isn't too bad. Uh, you might see an upset Parramatta over Brisbane. You got the Newcastle Knights who are uh, over two bucks against the uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Are people, you know, dabbling a little bit in a few upsets this weekend?
4: Yeah, they're pretty much the three, and then the other one is the Titans. Yeah, uh, that two hundred five against the Dolphins. That's also been taken, and then the big Kahuna of them all, of course, is the Warriors to win uh, at three seventy to beat the Melbourne Storm at a dollar twenty six. That's been the other outside option that's expected. Yes, that's what I, that's right expected mm. uh, by the punters out there uh, by the Warriors to get redemption uh, in Melbourne. So, yeah, let's first of all touch on the Rabbitohs match. Rabbitoh's 250, they're quite strong in the marketplace with where they sit with their popularity. Look, overall, it's about a 60 40 split towards the Penrith Panthers, but with their price at 250, it's been attractive. Power plays. Now, this is a good power play that's been very popular. Alex Johnston to score the first try. And Campbell Graham, anytime try scorer at $41. Wow. Now, we know that Campbell Graham's been in terrific try scoring uh, mood, and Alex Johnson, well, they just got to go left and find him on the wing, and uh, first try scorer is not beyond him. So that's a. That's a juicy power play there, Sammy, at forty one dollars. Oh, if you're keen on taking the Rabbitohs,
0: pops, that has got my name all over it, mate. I do love uh, a ridiculously priced power play, so I am straight onto the app right now and placing what little money I've got left on it. Um, what about um, what about the Super Rugby over the weekend, mate? We haven't really touched on that this week. Uh, I know the Chiefs are heavy favourites yeah. over the draw, and the Crusaders are, are pretty much certain to, uh, certain to beat the Rebels. But is there anything uh, in Super Rugby that that's tickled the punters' fancy?
4: Look, it's been a bit quiet, to be honest with you, and, and I guess just because games have been so one-sided. But uh, what we have seen is money for the Chiefs thirteen and over. Uh, that price was a dollar thirty-three for the Chiefs to win that match, thirteen and over against the Drua. So, look, that's not bad for the Maltese. A mm. dollar thirty-three. Uh, uh, look, it's a pretty simple way of just keeping things rolling, really. So that, that's been taken. The, the point start, though, hasn't quite been as attractive because the point start's 23 and a half, and it's been more towards the Drewer uh, in that line. A dollar 82 for the Drewer to cover 23 points uh, ha- has been the better taken option there. But, yeah, it's a funny one. Chiefs to win 13 and over, but maybe they won't win by 24 mm. uh, is sort of the early take we're seeing here from punters.
0: Nice, Pops. Uh, all right, my friend. Uh, I think we we'll catch up with you again tomorrow. One last hit before the weekend. Go yep. well. Uh, we'll catch up then.
4: Sounds good. Oh, and drop goal in the uh, we love a drop goal here. Yes, we in do in the Panthers Rabbitohs game. That's four fifty? well taken. That's not
0: bad, that's not bad, Pops. Okay, I've I've got to go and reload up, I think. Uh, Brendan Popple there from uh, the TAB. You can jump on the website, tab.co.nz, or just download the TAB app. Um, Lots going on this weekend, isn't there? A few juicy multis to be had as well. Right, who am I time? Uh, We've given you clue number one after 12.30. Uh, It is time for clue number two. For all those people who didn't get it on clue number one, you should start getting a good picture on clue number two. Let's go. All right, I'll give you clue number one again, okay? Before we go into clue number two for people that missed it. So, born in the 80s, the third of four children, my father was a steel factory manager and his wife worked in a magnet manufacturing workshop. Named after a famous musician, I was a shy kid who enjoyed playing sport with my brothers and being coached by my dad. When I was just 11 years old, I was diagnosed with a condition that would influence my sporting career greatly. Despite this, I was still hailed as a prodigious youngster. At the age of 13, I signed my first professional deal on the back of a napkin, a deal that would later be hailed as one of the most significant of all time. I had a sweet tooth with a particular love for cola soft drinks. So much so, they had to remove all the vending machines at the facilities which I trained in, in order to avoid me spoiling my health health further. I am an Olympic gold medalist, a record breaker and an icon, but don't ever call me. Like an introvert, I prefer texting. So if you're planning to get in touch, flick me a message first. That was clue number one for our Who Am I today. Clue number two should help clarify a few things. In September 2000, when I signed my first contract, the director of the club had to fight the board for approval. At the time, it was highly unusual for a European club to sign foreign players of such a young age, but I was an instant hit, dominating the youth system and making my club debut at 16 years of age. I made my international debut in 2005, but it was a disaster, lasting just 47 seconds when I received a red card after coming on as a substitute. Despite my father coaching me as a youngster, my earliest influence as a player came from my maternal grandmother, who accompanied me to training and matches. I was greatly affected by her death shortly before my 11th birthday, and since then I have celebrated during matches by looking up and pointing to the sky in tribute to my grandmother. I have amassed countless accolades, records and awards as well as helping my club side amass 34 trophies over my 17 years there. My nickname is The Flea. The Flea. Nickname is The Flea. That is clue number two for Who Am I? Um, if you text her now, although you probably won't be the first, because some did get right on the first clue. If you text her now, you'll go straight into the draw for a TB bonus bet. We're going to give clue number three after two o'clock. We're going to take a short break. When we come out, uh, come back. Uh, Robbie's going to tell us what's making news.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all out of out you to stop what you're doing and listen.
3: What's making news
1: around the world?
0: Now, before we get into this, uh, Robbie, we've got a very special guest in studio here um, after yesterday, and the text that this particular individual said uh, sent through saying, an all time what's making news, I said, Steph, are you available to come down into the studio and judge Robbie firsthand? Steph. I'm here. He's here. I'm here. He's here in the flesh, Robbie. I want to say no pressure, but there's a lot of pressure
3: this on is you, mate. This so is,
0: This is crazy. Yeah. I don't
6: what
3: know. What have you
0: got for us, mate? I don't know what to do. About so that, Rabinio,
3: right? should, should we hold up
0: a card or something?
3: Yeah, What's making news? Yeah, please.
6: What is making news? All right, I've come a long way to hear this. We're going to find out now, Sam and Steph. (coughs) When you hear this, uh, what do you think about?
0: Who am I? Right, that's the the wrong piece of audio. I've clicked the wrong thing. Well, these are cross. Oh dear! Oh dear! That's easy. That's uh, Vangelis, isn't it? Uh, Chariots, Chariots of fire, fire, the film.
6: Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm
0: guessing we shouldn't be thinking about that though.
6: No. Well, I mean, there there are a few things that are related to related to that music. One of which is uh, is actually a London 2012 opening ceremony. Okay. Ro- Rowan Atkinson, mm. yes, uh, playing mm. Mr. Did, uh, Bean, did, did, made a did, cameo. Did. Yeah, great, great watch. If you uh, if you somehow haven't seen that 11 years later, I definitely uh, recommend. Anyway, he uh, he starts by just playing the one note over and over again, making fun of how boring his part is and then he falls asleep. Of course, starts <laughs> yes. dreaming. Uh, he's in a race along the beach, but he can't keep up, so he runs off the beach, catches a ride in someone's car, and miraculously ends up in first. Great watch. So, someone's made this a reality. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wondered so, where this was going. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just nodding off there. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so, you might have heard about this. It's made its way to uh, mainstream news, I guess you could say. Uh, Joasia Zakrzewski, I think. guess is some way you could pronounce it. He was the uh, goalkeeper
0: for the Finland ice hockey team. Yeah. So that's correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, if not a brother.
6: He slash she uh, finished third in the GB Ultras Manchester to Liverpool 50 mile race, but she travelled four kilometres by car. <laughs> cheat uh, yeah a bit of a <laughs> giveaway she was tracked on GPX mapping and data covering one mile of the race in just one minute 40 seconds So, oh,
0: man see that's World record. So, yeah so one mile and 140 seconds that reminds me of um, when I was in school and uh, someone stole 40 peanut slabs from like a food area and the person who did it ended up being a diabetic it's like <laughs> wh- why do you even bother Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it.
6: So yeah, apparently she said her leg began to feel sore near the halfway point of the race and after seeing a friend next to the course Accepted a ride in his car to the next checkpoint to tell Marshall she was pulling out and then agreed to carry on in a non-competitive way But got third accepted a medal and posed for pictures.
0: Of course, of course She's
6: come out and apologized saying she felt tired and jet-lagged felt sick, but still a bit of a shocker Right uh, moving on second story a pilot in South Africa made an emergency landing. Why? Is this another
0: plane story, Robbie? This is another one. Because I told story. you to stop these. You just, um, yeah, I'll never fly again.
6: Yeah, what, 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 do you, what do you reckon was the cause of this one?
0: Um, emergency landing. Uh, I don't know, there was a um, gazelle on the plane. I was going to say a lizard in yeah. the petrol tank.
6: Yeah, yeah close, kind of. Uh, Rudolf Erasmus alerted his four passengers after he felt something cold slide across his lower back. Uh, looking down he saw the head of a cape cobra going back under under his seat. Well the two As of them a... two of my
0: most hated things in the world, Steph, yeah, snakes yeah, and one, fly.
6: One bite can kill someone in just thirty minutes of that one. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane.
0: Also Caleb's just texting here, Steffi turning up is like when you think your fave TV character has been killed off and they come back a few episodes <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's fantastic, Caleb. I love it. So we're we're sort of running out of time. Here, okay, but, sorry. Uh, but basically, uh, the the snake uh, they had to make an emergency landing. Yeah. They had people greet like the p- the plane when they got there, and yep. uh, then they all got off the plane. They couldn't find the snake. Mm. They still haven't.
0: Wow. Mm. Okay. Gone. Scary. Uh,
6: and thirdly, a Spanish scientist has spent 500 days living underground for a science experiment. Yep. Um, she entered the cave November 21st, 21. Uh, still very much dealing with COVID back then. Um, oh, wow. And yeah. And after all that, apparently when she eventually got back to the surface, she said she didn't realise 500 days had passed and she didn't want it to end.
0: And Why is everyone wearing masks? <laughs> oh, and question. why can't I travel? <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Well, no, it was actually the opposite. Oh, was it? Okay.
6: They were wearing masks back then and now she's out. and oh, I not. see. I see. Right. Um, got take a fact break. or are we running out of time? Yeah, we got to take a break. I'll
0: t- give you the fact after
6: the break. Okay, give me the fact Absolutely. after the break. Sounds
0: good. Right, fact time, Robbie. What do you got? Fact, uh, the
6: trivi Fountain iconic sculpture in rome yeah uh, people throw coins in yep sure uh, it's an estimate i'm sure but apparently it makes 1.7 million per year
0: wow so um how deep is it obviously they just go and scoop it up yeah, at the I end but so. it's must
6: but that that also like the question is who gets that
0: great call great call does there Get like a the is there a fountain fund to build more fountains around the city who knows. where'd you say that was in rome rome yeah do you, do you throw it in there to make a wish i think so yeah well, you must. Mate, you might as well just keep your money. If you're spending that much on it. There you go. Um, Steph gave me a little piece of paper before he left. He said uh, six out of ten. So I'll take that. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you a five point eight. Give you the decimal place. I'll take Bruins that. are down four two. It's not good news. Good news coming up though. Johnny Mac, TJ after two. Three minutes past two here on ECNZ Afternoons with Staffy. Staff uh, is not here this week, although he was just in the studio. Um, he is away back on Tuesday for Anzac Day, so Sammy taking you through today and tomorrow. Uh, up until three o'clock today before we hand over to Ricardo Ball for Phoenix Nation. Between now and three o'clock, very shortly going to catch up with TJ, uh, Tony Johnson our Sky Sport, talk about uh, this weekend's uh, Super Rugby as well as a couple of the other stories floating around. I'll give you clue number three in the Who Am I? Uh, and we'll find out the answer as well. We're going to do a love racing update. Show me the money later on as well. Your chance to be involved in our uh, TAB multi and a chance to win. And we'll also go back in the day before handing over to Ricardo, as I said. But, uh, but first up, as we do every Thursday just after 2 o'clock, uh, we catch up with Tony Johnson out of Sky Sport. And he's on the line now. Good day, TJ. Uh,
2: Thanks, Sam.
0: Moana Pacifica uh, and the Reds last Friday night up in Samoa you were, you were there calling it um, disappointing that Moana uh, couldn't get the result but talk to us a little bit about the, the atmosphere and the occasion up there in Apia.
2: well I suppose from a, a Moana Pacifica point of view it was a bit disappointing but no one seemed to go away too unhappy I think everyone who went there just really loved uh, the experience the game it was a fantastic atmosphere the place wasn't quite full Um, which, you know, hopefully the next time they go up there it will be because the word will get around about what a great afternoon it was. They did everything they could to create a a terrific atmosphere there. There was a lot of music and dancing and and plenty of food and just a general happiness about the place. I tell you, it was huge. They'll be happy. The take-up on the merchandising was great. The caps and the jerseys and all that were out there. In the end, um, yeah, look, um, the Reds, we, we tended to sort of focus on on Moana's um, point of view, you know having the, the game up there, but that was a that was a desperate situation for the Reds and it it may have earned Brad Thorne some sort of stay of execution to keep his job till the end of the season. the, the, the talk around was that there was a board meeting on Tuesday and if they didn't win it, he was out the door. Yeah. I don't know whether it was ever quite that serious, but um whatever they they got up and they used their set piece to good effect and just managed to strike enough blows. Um, to, to be able to win the game. But more more importantly, I think, with just a sense that this was a really great step in the right direction um, to have the game there.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously based at Mount Smart at the moment, TJ, how, how sort of feasible would it be for Moana Pacifica to have most of the home games up there in Arpia?
2: Well, the biggest problem is cost. Um, because, you know, obviously you have to provide... Uh, a good standard in terms of uh, facilities accommodation the the tv's a big one it's you know really really expensive um, Mm. because the infrastructure isn't quite there I mean there's a certain um, standard required uh, you know because it's a global product Um, so there's a a lot of things that would have to be worked through uh, and before it could become a regular thing but I think you know they'll be encouraged if if they can even you know break even on the venture given the expense that they had to go to, they'll be encouraged to do it again and hopefully you know they they had some great sponsors backing them as well which you know, probably will enable them to break even. They're talking next year about a game in Apia. They're even opening up the possibility of a game in Nuku'alofa, although a fair bit would have to happen before that could. Mm. Uh, happen, but you know they've looked at the the Dua and and seen what's happened to them um, playing the games and either Lautoka or Suva and how it just how it's energised the team, got the fans behind them. So it's a logical next step, but there's a lot of things that have to be ticked off before it would. Could become a regular thing.
0: Mm, absolutely, uh, big game last weekend between the Hurricanes and the Chiefs uh, down in the capital. Afternoon rugby as well. Uh, TJ, the Chiefs, uh, big second half from them to go uh, to stay undefeated. Uh, maybe just start with with daytime rugby, TJ, because uh, I think the fans and you know that there was fears that club rugby was going to clash uh, with the kickoff time as well. But I think fans showing up on the day show that they are still very very keen on daytime rugby.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think probably. Um, it, it's something you know, that they're trying to work out a way to, to, to make sure that each um, it, franchise gets, at least, or club I think we're supposed to call them now, gets at least one afternoon game. The problem is, I mean, two of the games that I've seen um, you know, a little bit early on, I think both the Chiefs and the Blues rested a whole lot of their, their, um, their top players, which might have sort of diluted the, or countered the appeal of an afternoon game. I, you know, I, I think you know, you've got to weigh a lot of things up. Uh, if it really does get more fans in, then great. Uh, if it does contribute to a better standard of rugby, well, then that's another thing in, in its favour. Although, you know, it does rain during the daytime occasionally too. Uh, I think we know that. But there's also the fact that, uh, you know, the, the, the broadcast, and you can't get away from it, is that the, the broadcast audience is a way bigger at night time and broadcasters pay the bills. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think... Look to me, the fact that we are getting a few more afternoon games, uh, I, I think that suggests that there's been a bit of movement there, which, which is great. And I, I think it, it's it's something. I don't think we're ever going to go back to having all the games in the in the afternoon. It just it just won't happen. It can't happen, and it doesn't happen in any other sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just having the odd one uh, it, it is a good thing.
0: And just in terms of the uh, the, the performance, the game, um, TJ, I think second half of the Canes really probably the set piece uh, let them down, particularly at the line out and, and then the Chiefs bench as well, uh, which has been a, a bit of a, a hallmark for them all season, just sort of came to the fore in that second half. So yeah, the Chiefs will be, will be very happy to stay undefeated. The Canes probably are beating themselves up a little bit that they didn't quite close it out.
2: Yeah, it was a great opportunity for the Hurricanes, wasn't it? And, you know, home advantage, they they had a really good turnout there. Uh, It was was great to see. But in the end, the the Chiefs, to me, they're just on such a great roll at the moment. And, you know, pulling away to win, uh, you know, they had to work really hard to get themselves into that position where they made the scoreline look comfortable in the end. I don't think it was anything like comfortable uh, what they had to achieve, you know. But there was a lot to like about that game. Uh, to me, the Hurricanes are a team that are really growing. You've got a lot of really good, uh, you know, younger players in that team. Plus, of course, you know, a few crusty old veterans the likes of Colsey and, and um, you know, Artie Savier and Julian Savier. But around them, there's some sparkling young talent. I, I just think they're, they're going to be a team to watch over the next couple of years. But on the day, Chiefs, very much, um, you know, showing themselves to be, you know, that they are the, 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 you know, top of the table, unbeaten for, for a pretty good reason. Uh, it's it's, you know, turning into a a, a pretty good contest. I see the Hurricanes slip back one, uh, Brumbies go back into second, but the Chiefs have got a game in hand. Um, so even though they're only ahead of the Brumbies at the moment on points, stiff, they're in a very strong position to forge on and get home advantage for the playoffs. And the big reason for that. Well, two big reasons. Firstly, um, they have got tremendous depth. Uh, I, I think I don't think even the Crusaders can match them for depth uh, right now, particularly with the injuries that the Crusaders have got. Mm. Um, they haven't perhaps been plagued by injuries. I'm sure they've got some significant players out, but uh, you know they're having a, a good run, uh, into in you know relatively good run in terms of, of the injuries. But the other thing is that they're a team that's playing with confidence. Uh, they obviously, you know. In, and Clayton McMillan and his crew. There they, is a coach very much on the rise in New Zealand. He's got the respect of the players. He's empowering them to express themselves out on, on the field. Yeah, Damian McKenzie's dazzling um, with, with you know his unpredictable at times play. Um, but but there's so much else good that's going on around that as well. That they are they are a really good side um, this year, the Chiefs, and, and at the moment probably uh, if they can keep home advantage. Um, you know they've got to be the, the the favourites right now to go on and win the thing, but there'll be others, Crusaders notably, who'll have other ideas. Mm.
0: And Clayton McMillan locked in for a couple more years as well, which is good to see for Chiefs fans. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Tars Force game um, on the weekend. Uh, TJ and uh, and Lockie Swinton, an ugly clash with Jake Strawn just in the first 30 seconds of that game. He's got a seven-match ban, which is just about as brutal as a, a punishment as it gets, isn't it? Um, yeah, what, what are you what have you thought of, uh, firstly about the actual uh, contact, but then about the ban that was handed out as well?
2: Well, not for the first time. And, and th- this is a problem that Australia's got at the moment, is that two of them more you know, effective forwards also just don't seem to be able to control themselves on the field. I mean, we saw... Um, uh, you know, last year, Darcy Swain, what he did to Quinn Tupac, I still cringe about that. That was a dog actor. And, yep. and, and you know, he got off lightly uh, when you consider that Quinn Tupac at the moment is still struggling to do anything but run in, in a straight line. Mm. Um, and and then, and well, you, you say it's tough, seven weeks, but Swinton has previous form. He was sent off in a test match. Um, but, but, you know, they wanted to throw the maximum, the, you know, the entry level for what he did was 10 weeks, but they took three weeks off because he showed remorse at the hearing <laughs> and conducted himself. Well at the hearing, I'm, I, I I just can't buy that. Uh. And, and this is the time when rugby is supposed to be doing all it can to, to make the game safer in terms of, of head injuries. And you, you know, you look at the landscape that, uh, you know, behind that, the, the threat of legal action and so on. And here you have a guy who has flown in off his feet shoulder into a guy's head and he hasn't been given the maximum ban Mm. i think it's i actually think at the moment i think the referees they don't get everything right um but they're doing their bit um but but to me again it's just another case of the judiciary finding ways not to to make an example of of a player by throwing the maximum sentence at him
0: yeah and what if you turn up in a a suit instead of a t-shirt you wipe a couple of weeks off at the, uh, at the hearing, oh, that's what know, it, it sounds like
2: if you sold some biscuits, girl, girl guide biscuits <laughs> or so, whatever it is I, I don't know that they, um, to, to me and, and, and of course this other one about the, um, the, the, the there's some sort of video that they have to watch or some course that they have to do about safe tackling, well that should be as well as the sentence, yep. not in lieu of another week's punishment.
0: Mm, absolutely. Uh, let's have a look uh, to this weekend, TJ. Chiefs facing the draw tomorrow night in Hamilton. A uh, bunch of changes for the Chiefs this week. They've switched a few things around. Cortez Ratemann starts at halfback, Bring Gatlin to first five and McKenzie to fullback. Uh, is this just Clayton McMillan using this game to, to try a few different things, you think?
2: Oh, yeah, I think uh, Cortez Ratama, I think he, he deserves to have um, a start. And, of course, uh, Brad Weber stepping down, so uh, Tintoro Atahuri Orangi gets a run off the bench as well. He's sort of fallen a wee bit down the pecking order, given that he was an All Black um, f- a few years ago. Um, Gatland, Gatland uh, again, just probably deserves an opportunity. But what it means is that they shake up uh, the back three. McKenzie goes to the back. That won't do his All Black selection. Uh, chances any harm, but you you know he's going to pop up all all over the place. And Sean Stevenson, who has been uh, outstanding at fullback and and really has has put himself fair and square in in, in the all-black frame, uh, he he goes to the wing. But rather than um, sort of see that as a negative, that would probably just be a little opportunity for Sean Stevenson to remind the all-black selectors that he can actually play very well on the wing as well. Daniel Rona, after he uh, had a bit of an early season injury, I, 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 he's starting to really impress at centre. He's uh, he's a talented young player. You're starting to see a, a combination building there with Pohipi. Uh It's still a strong team that they put out on the field. Uh, they they won't want to take any risks. The Drua are perhaps not quite as tough uh, away from home as they are at home, but even so, uh, you know. I, they won't want to take any risks, and it, it's still a very strong, for all the tinkering, it's a very strong team they put out there. Mm. Uh,
0: and the Crusaders-Rebels are late tomorrow night. Plenty of firepower uh, back for the Crusaders after a couple of weeks off, TJ.
2: Yeah, Sam Whitelock, uh, of course, uh, good to see him back in action. I, I, I quite like the look of that, uh, that forward pack as well. Gigantic front row with Williams and Moody. Barrett and Whitelock in the second row. Uh, Dom Gardner, if he's not going to be an All Black this year, he will be an All Black in the future, I'm sure. Uh, Christy Leo Willey, that that's a, a young, loose trio. That, that's very exciting. Um, David Havili coming back into the action. And, and, and so they're starting to uh, you know, get some of their big guns back. I see Jack Goodhue's back on the bench as well. Um, so they're just starting to... regather a bit of strength Um, just a shame the news about George Bauer yeah uh, that that looks like he's gone Uh, a, a ruptured ligament and that's almost certainly going to put him out of the World Cup which is a shame because he's that combination of a really good ball carrier hard worker but also a capable scrummager that you you know that is the ideal type now for an international prop yeah, oh, look,
0: injuries are never good. TJ even worse when they're in a World Cup. Yeah. Um, just before we let you go, something that um came up yesterday quite a lot actually on the text machine when we uh, read out the team list for the Crusaders. Uh, Will Jordan, who still is uh, is on the sidelines, not making a return, and people are a little bit worried that given his lack of game time this year, he might be pushing to make the World Cup squad. What do you What do you make of it?
2: Well, it's it's way too early to start talking about him missing the World Cup. Um, you know, if it goes on. That much longer, then you're, you're probably thinking, yeah, there's some doubt about him playing the um, the mid sea the, the mid year internationals, uh, you know, the, the rugby championship, because obviously there's no incoming tour this year because it's a World Cup year. Mm. Um, you, you keep hearing that he's he, he's getting closer, but there's and and that he, you know he's taken part in some some runs and what have you, but there's still no sign of him. So yeah, it's it's a concern, in, in that uh, there's no sign of him actually. Uh, in the side, um, I, I wouldn't get all that worried yet about the World Cup. As I say, there's still quite a long way to go. But you just got to hope that, for his sake, for for the Crusaders' sake, for the All Blacks' sake, for everyone's sake, that uh, that the young man can get over what has been, you know, quite a obviously an ongoing issue that he's had. Uh, can can deal with it, get it sorted out, and get back to, to being the, the brilliant player that we know him to be. Um, but as I say, I, let's let's not. Um, worry too much about the World Cup just yet. I mean, he'll still have. There'll be plenty of time um, opportunities. Be, you know, before you've got the national championship as well. You've, you've got other games, and he's one of those guys that if he was to come back and be 100% uh, and straight away show that he's, you know, he, he's got his form there, mm. um, then, then they're not going to leave him out of the side.
0: Nah, totally agree with you, TJ. Um, which games are you calling this weekend, mate?
2: I'm at Eden Park. Uh, Blues against the Waratahs. You know, Waratahs have been a bit of an underachieving team this this year. They're always a side that's got a lot of expectation on them, and uh, you know they're just outside uh, the top eight. Uh, they haven't won at Eden Park for for quite a while, but the Blues have slipped down to to fifth um, game in hand. So this is an opportunity for them. I think uh, we've got the um, Hurricanes are out of action. Uh, this week, that's one of the teams up above them. So an opportunity, uh, the Reds out of action as well. Um, so perhaps a chance to move up the table again. Uh, but you know they they got to make sure they they play well uh, and 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 dispatch a, a Waratahs side that have got enough talent there, even without Swinton, uh, mm. enough talent there to be dangerous if the Blues don't don't play to their potential. Mm.
0: Awesome stuff, TJ. I uh, appreciate you coming on as always, mate. Uh, Steph will be back in the chair next right. Tuesday. We'll uh, we'll catch you then. Okay, mate. There you go, TJ from uh, Sky Sport. There, great to get his thoughts. Just. I think, you know, talking rugby with anyone other than TJ is uh, is fraud, really, isn't it? Um, he's, just such, he's just so good, so analytical, um, follows the game so closely and uh, and do love his thoughts. Take his point as well on Will Jordan. There were a few texts yesterday, a little bit scared that Will Jordan wasn't going to have enough time to get back for the World Cup. But, uh, but TJ pretty bullish there that um, there is still plenty of time to go. So no need to fret just yet. Uh, we will take a break. Uh, when we come back, I will give you clue number three for who am I and uh, after newsport and weather I'll give her the answer but we'll give you clue number 3 after the break who am I there we go needed the the flash music from Robbie in the booth just uh, watching the Bruins guys we're getting absolutely pantsed here 6-2 with only a minute and a half left to play in the third period so the Bruins are going to go down in game 2 it's getting very chippy on the bench those people who like a bit of niggle and uh, potentially a scrap uh, you might want to flick on to ESPN now on Sky because uh, with a minute and a half to play, you might see something. Uh, in the NBA, just quickly as well, uh, Milwaukee up 90 points to 71 over Miami. Miami do lead the series 1-0. You think that's going to get tied up. Eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, Denver up 20 points to 17 over Minnesota. They are also up 1-0. And then Memphis, uh, they beat uh, the LA Lakers earlier today, 103-93. Series tied one all there. Ooh, who am I? So, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you all the clues because we've got a bit of time. I'll give you all the clues and then I'm going to reveal the answer after the news. It's your last chance to get your guess in and you'll go into the draw. So, here was clue number one. Born in the 80s, the third of four children, my father was a steel factory manager and his wife worked in a magnet manufacturing workshop. Named after a famous musician, I was a shy kid who enjoyed playing sport with my brothers and being coached by my dad. When I was just 11 years old, I was diagnosed with a condition that would influence my sporting career greatly. Despite this, I was still hailed as a prodigious youngster. At the age of 13, I saw my first professional deal on the back of a napkin, a deal that would later be hailed as one of the most significant of all time. I had a sweet tooth with a particular love for cola soft drinks. So much so, they had to remove all the vending machines at the facilities which I trained in in order to avoid me spoiling my health further. I'm uh, an Olympic gold medalist, a record breaker and an icon. But don't ever call me. Like an introvert, I prefer texting, so if you're planning to get in touch, flick me a message first. Clue number two. That was clue number one. Clue number two. In September 2000, when I signed my first contract, the director of the club had to fight the board for approval. At the time, it was highly unusual for a European club to sign foreign players of such a young age. I was an instant hit, dominating the youth system and making my club debut at 16 years of age. I made my international debut in 2005, but it was a disaster lasting just 47 seconds when I received a red card after coming on as a substitute. Despite my father coaching me as a youngster, my earliest influence as a player came from my maternal grandmother who accompanied me to a training uh, to training in matches. I was greatly affected by her death shortly before my 11th birthday, and since then I've celebrated during matches by looking up and pointing to the sky in tribute to my grandmother. Big brouhaha in the Bruins Florida game. Wow, they're getting into it! I have amassed countless accolades, records, and awards, as well as helping my club side amass 34 trophies over 17 years. My nickname is the Flea. That is clue number two. Boston scored, and there is a big brew. Ha ha! I love ice hockey. Clue number three. I am widely regarded, this should make it very obvious, I am widely regarded as one of the greatest footballers of all time, holding the holding the record for most La Liga goals with 474 as well as the most assists in football history. I have won seven Ballon d'Or awards and led my side to World Cup glory in 2022. I stand at just five feet, seven inches and currently ply my trade at Paris Saint-Germain. Clue number three, should make it very, very obvious for you. We are going to give you the answer after New Sport and with your last chance to text in. Marshy says, Sam, who was yesterday's Who Am I? Yesterday's Who Am I was Lydia Co. So, uh, yeah, that one was, uh, was got pretty quickly, actually. Um when I gave out that first clue, but then a lot of people did end up getting it in the end. Uh, This one as well was also taken very, very quickly. We do have a winner. Uh, The number, we've only got a number, we've got no name, but the end of the number is 5606. So you'll be getting a call from the boys for a $50 TAB bonus bet. Everyone else who's got it right is going to go into the draw. We spin the wheel and uh, you have a chance to also win a TAB bonus bonus bet. Right, we're going to take some new sport and weather after that. We're going to catch up with Shane Cuthbert, get a Love Racing update. We've also got Show Me The Money. In about 10 minutes' time, your chance to take part in our big multi. We'll also go back in the day before we hand over to Ricardo for Phoenix Nation at 3 o'clock. Semi-charmed. Semi-charmed life. A man who's living a fully-charmed life. Shane Cuthbert. Loveracing.nz. That is where you go for all your updates across the week. We've got a big weekend, don't we, Shane? Coming up
3: this weekend, mate, what have you got for us? We do, Sam. We have a... Stacked Saturday, uh, Pukakoi Park and Rickerton Park. Um, let's kick it off with Rickerton. Actually, we head down there uh, to Christchurch for a 10-race card. Um, there's two features on the card. We've got the New Zealand Bloodstock War Step Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 2,000 metres. They, there's a big contingent of horses backing up from last week. So mm-hmm. um, they they went around the New Zealand Bloodstock Air Freight uh, over... Over the mile and the first seven home back up again so it's almost you know it's the same sort of field and just stepping up 400 meters um the market's sort of favoring luella christina who finished second last week and uh behind miss layla so they're the two favorites and yeah i suppose um you know you could go back over that replay and and, and have a look at you know which horses were finding the line best with the view to the further further distance so yeah um, so there's that race for the three-year-old fillies. Um, and then the Canterbury Gold Cup is an interesting um, sort of even race over 2,000 metres. Time's ticking. Uh, was last week's Easter Cup winner, and he backs up into this, and he's the favourite. Um, but he takes on a horse like Platinum Invader, who comes through the Auckland Cup, and he won the Auckland Cup. So, um, yeah, a couple of, couple of sort of different form lines to, to mull over there. And then we go to Pukakoi for the uh, for the Manco Easter. Oh, it's a bit a bit late for an Easter handicap, it, but, it, um, it is. But hey, yeah.
0: as long as there's chocolate and Easter Easter eggs, then I'm happy. Too right. So we, <laughs> yeah. So it's
3: uh, it's Manco Easter Day there, but um, and this has traditionally been a bit of a sort of um a lead up for Kiwi horses that might go to the Queensland Carnival. Right. So um, you know, our our sort of flat racing season slowly winds up now and um and queensland becomes an attractive proposition for for kiwi horses that uh, are up and training and ready to ready to sort of you know keep going so um with their you know their carnival runs through winter um last year's queensland derby winner with Pil- pinarello and he he, so he came through the um the championship stakes which is on saturday and there's a strong strong bunch of three-year-olds that are going around in that and then uh there's a two-year-old race, the the Staphanos at Novara Park Champagne Stakes, which uh, Sharp and Smart won. So Sharp and Smart became one of our stars of, um, of this season and is riding contention for sort of Horse of the Year. So um, And he beat Wytak and Mr Maestro, and they went on to, to good things as well. So that was a, a really strong sort of two-year-old race uh, for the future. And then the Easter Handicap, which I mentioned, um, is an open race with uh, the Inform Habana as the favourite, but then Andrew Forsman has a, has a couple of others that... Uh, can probably give the race a shake. And then Sunday we've got uh, racing at Owuni and it's the um the Minor Two Zach Miles. So heaps to take in. Gee, yeah. yeah, so
0: much mate. Um Habana, I think if you if you got Habana in your name, you gotta be lightning quick. Yeah. Um mate tell tell me a little bit about um, racing over winter cuz obviously you know we get we get mm-hmm. pretty bad weather rain starts to come down is there is there less racing that goes on is it just a little bit different it takes on a different shape what, what's it like over winter
3: yeah so uh, the the what we call black type is sort of your your um your your feature racing so your best horses are sort of trained in preparation leading towards that that tends to happen over our sort of summer months into autumn mm. um and then also, on top of that, that's where the Australian carnivals are, you know, they're all built around the spring and autumn. Um, and we, in New Zealand, either go, you know, over there to, to contest carnivals or we stay here. Winter, it gets wet, it gets tough. So there's a specific type of horse that enjoys that. Yeah. Um, so they, and trainers know that, so they'll sort of, they'll, they'll put them away for the summer and build them into the winter when the tracks are more testing. And then we've got our jump season so um longer racing over fences um big stamina tests so that kind of fills the winter um but yeah the before you know it we'll be back up and running ready for ready for spring carnivals yeah yep and
0: and lots going on this weekend like you just mentioned as well uh do you want to give any tips yeah shane
3: uh be good to your mother (laughs) (laughs) I like that actually
0: she's listening as well yeah Um, Yeah, but anything that takes your fancy um, not uh, even a horse but maybe just a race to look at
3: yeah look I thought Luella Christina in the um, in the three year old race down at Christchurch um, she sort of um, yeah she looks like she's building towards something and 2000 metres looks up her alley so um, yeah you you can probably confidently have something on her Um, and then yeah, it's sort of, it's an even kind of day. Um, and yeah, I'd have to have another look and get back to you soon. That's right,
0: mate. Yo, you, you send it through and I'll, um, I'll let the punters know because they're all texting us on Ah, uh, So look, if you want to find a, a thoroughbred race day, go to um, uh, events.loveracing.nz, uh, experience the Thrill Love Racing own racing uh, Shane thanks mate and uh, we'll, we'll catch you again next Thursday pleasure thank you Sing. there you go uh, Shane Cuthbert there love racing.nz as I said uh, lots of text coming through on double eight, double three, the timber post text machine but we need your calls now because after the break 0800 150 we're going to play show me the money we're going to throw a uh, four leg multi together we're going to put 50 bucks on it if it comes in you get the winnings 0800 150 show me the money coming up after this show you the money That's not so good. show me the money,
1: show me the money. Show me the money.
0: We are desperate for, for someone to show us the money on this show because uh, we haven't won this in a very, very long time. The drought is very much alive and well. Uh, Robbie spins the wheel out the back, and you show me the uh, number on your fingers, Robbie. We got line three, I think, which is Brian from Nelson. G'day, Brian.
2: G'day. How you doing?
0: Mate, we are doing very well. Uh, do you feel confident in our picks this week? Before we even give them, I just need a level of confidence from you.
1: Oh look, I, I trust you guys wholeheartedly. Oh. I don't even know what they are, but I trust you.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a wise choice, Brian, but hey, we'll, we'll try our best. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do: uh, we're gonna we're gonna each give a tip. Uh, myself, Robbie, and Finn here in the booth. You're gonna give us a tip as well. We're gonna put fifty bucks on it, and if it comes in, you get the winnings. So uh, why don't we start with you, Rubinio, and you can give us your tip for the weekend. All right. Guess where I'm going, Sam? You're gonna go something cricket, and that's uh, if it's not the Black Caps, it's probably gonna be the IPL. Yeah, go, go to the IVF. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm not going to go head
6: to here because I think it's a bit ridiculous to try and predict that. Um, but Punjab Kings taking on Bangalore tonight. Uh, you got Glenn Maxwell. you got Vera Coley. you got Faf Du C. You've got Dhawan. Many others. I think it's a big-scoring game. Okay. And I'm going kind of safe in terms of uh, as far as big-scoring games go. So both teams to score 170 or more
0: at $2. Wow,
1: Okay. Nice. Yep. show
0: me the money okay, 170 runs each at 2 bucks and uh, I'll, I'll let you know now Brian, um, Robbie knows his IPL he does know his IPL so I trust him in that one uh, Finn Buscello, uh big man in the chair today and he, you've done this a couple of times Finn and you uh, say you've got a decent record in it, you've got a couple, you've missed a couple as well, Play 50-50 I reckon now you know. I guess you're going to go basketball, absolutely yep. talk of the town, yep. NBA playoffs yes sir um, we're going to go Kings Warriors game that's Game tomorrow. Three. it is tomorrow. We're yeah. going to go Kings
6: head-to-head, paying two seventy five. It's in Golden State, but the Kings wow, have all the man.
0: momentum. Uh, look, hear me out, hear me out. Kings have all the momentum. Draymond Green suspended. I feel like the Kings can do it. $2.75.
3: Show me the mark.
0: That's, I mean, it's juicy for you, Brian, but I'm scared on home court advantage for the Warriors, and they're too good, the Warriors, to be in a 2-0 yeah. hole. So, um, no, it's all good. Okay, hey, look. It's what Finn wants to do. It's his grave. It's his grave. All right. Uh, Well, given that I went... uh, Given that Robbie went cricket and uh, Finn went basketball, can you guess where I'm going, Brian?
1: Football.
0: No, I'm going to go NRL. Which is football football in a way. Um, Yep. I am going to go to the Cronulla sharks Canterbury Bulldogs game. I think uh, all the people that entered our sweepstake, I think that could have the biggest margin over the weekend. The Bulldogs are heavily injury, uh, injury-ravaged. Uh, the Sharks, fresh off a good win against the Roosters, they have quality in that back line, so I think it's going to be high scoring. Now, 13-plus is only paying about $1.60, so I'm going to go to a power play that's been boosted by the TAB, and that is Ronaldo Molotalo, any try scorer and Sharks to win by 13-plus. That's at two fifty
3: show me the money All
0: i think right. that's quite tasty brian so at the moment our three tips add up to 13.75 so you throw yours on the top and then we'll uh, we'll put 50 bucks on it what are you what are you thinking
1: well last
2: week i was very impressed with the wellington phoenix even though they didn't win they had a lot of attacking flair and i had a look before and they're paying 4.33 to win the game wow and i think i go there
0: Okay. Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, who I believe are one spot ahead of the Phoenix on the uh, on the A-League ladder, but the Phoenix really want to get a win here to solidify their spot in the top six. Brian at $4.33. Um, that's big time. That is big time. They've just announced a new coach as well. Uh, Giancarlo Italiano yep. so they'll be buoyed by that I'll throw it into the slip $59.53 is the total odds so what we do is we scroll down we put the $50 bonus bet on that and I can tell you Brian should we be successful this weekend $2,926.87 the here we go oh, alright Brian mate, that'll that'll, up. Here that, we go. that'll pay for your groceries for a couple of weeks won't it
1: It will, it will. That's
0: awesome. There you go. I'll just run through it again uh, for you. So we've got uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo, anytime try scorer and Sharks to win by 13 plus in the NRL. That's 250. Uh, Sacramento Kings uh, head to head against the Golden State Warriors at 275. Uh, In the IPL, Punjab Kings, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, both to score 170 runs at $2. And the Wellington Phoenix head to head against the Western Sydney Wanderers, $4.33. Brian, we generally have a golden rule. Uh, not to go on football but I'm going to make an exception just for you this week okay
3: oh, okay I didn't know that
0: <laughs> no on. I'm just taking I'm just taking the Mickey Bryant says football is so hard to pick when you've got three results all in play but there you go uh, so Brian's in for show me the money uh, we will reassess that on Monday and let's hope we're successful um, I would have a look at that and say of all of the ones I'm most nervous about probably is the Phoenix hence why they're at $4.33 Finn I'm nervous about your one man have faith, Sammy. Okay. Have faith. Light the beam. <laughs> Light the beam now. Get the, get, the, get the brooms out. Get the brooms out, as get they say. Out. You get think they're going to sweep. Um, can let you know in the NHL, Carolina's beat the New York Islanders 4-3 in overtime. The Islanders were up for a long point in that game. The the uh, Hurricanes have come back. So they are 2-0 up in the series. Um, Boston have gone down to Florida. Boo. 6-3 at home. So the series is tied 1-0 going to Florida. I, t- I told everyone I'm scared of that Florida team. I really am. It's a good team. Dallas up 2-1 against Minnesota. That's just getting underway in the second period. Then Edmonton, 2-0 over the Kings in the first period. Uh, they were dominant the other night. Unlucky to beat the Kings in Game 1. The Oilers are one of the favourites in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, they're in a 1-0 series hole, but uh, they're winning at the moment 2-0. In the NBA, Milwaukee, uh, massive, massive margin over Miami at the moment. 118-85 to into the third quarter. Uh, in the second quarter, Denver are beating Minnesota thirty-nine twenty-two and of course Memphis beating LA hundred and three to ninety-three. Uh that's ties up that series one. Well, just quickly, Finn, uh Milwaukee, they don't have uh, Giannis, right, this game. Mm-hmm. And uh how long is he out for? Do we know? I think he it was questionable for this game, so I'm thinking he's gonna be back for game okay. three. Well that's good news I for I don't Bucks see fans. them I don't see them dropping another game to the heat. Pretty pretty good to be leading by that much with the out. Yeah, Absolutely. Isn't it? He's uh he is the talisman. Who does all the damage when he's not on the court? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Yeah, okay. Easily. Yeah. Who do you think's top scoring or have you been following it? I haven't been following it. Okay. Who do you think's top oh. scoring? I'll tell you right now. Is he a bench player or a starter? Uh he's a starter. Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday. Oh! <laughs> no. <Holiday. laughs> it was one of the two. It was Twi- one of the two. Twenty four points. Brooke Lopez on twenty one points. Yeah, Brook Lopez defensive oh, player Lopez. of the year. There you go. Okay. You boys know a lot more about NBA than I do. Uh we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna go back in the day before we hand over to Ricardo for Phoenix Nations after three.
2: Here's what happened back in the day.
0: Just before we go back in the day for April twenty, um the Who am I today? after the three clues the who am I Lionel Messi and you should say Lionel not not Lionel because he is named after Lionel Richie you can go find that out I told you that in one of the clues and that uh, that is true Lionel Messi Uh, he had a growth hormone uh, deficiency that was the condition that's why he didn't grow um, and coincidentally, that's why he always stands on the far left of team photos, is because then he doesn't have to bend his knees. He can stay standing, and he's the same height as everyone else. These are little fun fact for you. Um, addicted to Coca-Cola, too, as a kid. So Lionel Messi was the uh, who am I today. Someone's asked what the last few have been. So we had Lydia Co yesterday. Uh, Lionel Messi today. Lydia Co yesterday. Uh, the day before that, we had... Uh, who do we have before that, Robbie? Sachin Tendulkar was Monday. Uh, yes... Uh, Tuesday was, I'm just getting it quickly back up here. um, Oh, Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson. So we had Sergeant Tendulkar Monday, Johnny Johnny Wilkinson Tuesday, Lydia Coe yesterday, Lionel Messi today, and we will have one more tomorrow. Last one of the week before I uh, head back into the producer's booth. So uh, what happened back in the day, on this day, April 20th, going back to 1986? Playoff record for MJ, Michael Jordan scored a playoff record 63 points in the Bulls 135-131 second overtime loss to the Celtics in Boston Garden and breaking the 24-year-old playoff record 61 points set by Elgin Baylor. Jordan shot 22 of 41 from the field and 19 of 21 from the th- uh, free throw line. He also had six assists and five rebounds. Boston superstar Larry Bird scored 36 points with 12 rebounds and eight assists during the game. 2008, Danica wins IndyCar. 26-year-old Danica Patrick became the first female victor in IndyCar history.
2: Into turns three and four. Danica Patrick coming out of four and boys, move over. The lady is coming through. Danica Patrick wins at twin ring. Motegi!
0: in uh, in Indy Japan Uh, her uh, 50th career start she finished 5.8 seconds ahead of Helio Castroneves having led uh, the uh, having taken the lead in the 198th lap of the 200 lap race birthdays today 1971 turning 52 today Alan Houston the former NBA guard turning 30 today Storm Purvis, uh, NZ netballer, ECNZ friend, of course, host of centre pass alongside Captain K, here's Bingham. And uh, turning 28 today, the mercurial, the unpredictable, the flashy, the flary, Damian McKenzie.
1: And Harvili takes off, breaks a few. Now McKenzie, this is good-looking counter-attack. McKenzie could go all the way. Oh, Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: Of course, he's brilliant. He plays for the Chiefs. Comes out of Waikato. Well, it doesn't come out of Waikato, but he's a Waikato man now, isn't he? Bleeds the uh, the black, yellow, and uh, red. On this day in 2003, the number one movie was *Anger Management*. Good film, Jack Nicholas and uh, Nicholson. Nicholas Nicholson. Why am I saying Nicholson? Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Why? I always get those two confused. Number one song on this day by 50 Cent.
1: Go, 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 go. go
0: it's uh, in the club by 50 cent it's not my birthday but i am going to go 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 and uh, head out of the studio because ricardo ball is going to come in at three o'clock take over with phoenix nation we'll we'll be back tomorrow last day of the week we've got lots coming up tomorrow already locked into the books i can't wait to talk with you tomorrow from 12
1: Come give me a hug.